Good morning. <laughs> I was Not trying so me. hard. And welcome back to non-standard action. This is Tom speaking, and I will be your GM for this wetter-than-average adventure as we play through Paizo's Fly Free or Die. You are listening to episode 15, A Deep Connection. Joining me as always are my friends and your players, Jet, Leif, Nick, and Simon. Uh, Liz will not be joining us today, and that is okay. Today's icebreaker question is, what is the perfect vacation for your character? Let's get names, pronouns, and an answer to the question. Uh, Starting with Jet. I'm Jet. I play Gus, and we're both he, him. And I think Gus's like ideal vacation would probably be whichever vacation he could take with his best friend Murayoth. Hooray! <laughs> oh, my heart, <laughs> man! I really hope I don't kill Gus today. <laughs> or Murayoth. Or Murayoth. Yeah, but uh, Murayoth oh, might be worse because then Gus would be sad, which would be like so tragic. Gus would Murayoth go through his emo phase. <laughs> I feel like all be sad. it wouldn't be as tragic as Gus being sad, I think. I think <laughs> we would all be sad with Gus. Sure. <laughs> all right. How about Leif? Leif, pronouns, name, and answer. Uh, I will go on to Nick. I've been given a point. Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. I am pronoun agnostic. Uh, I'm playing Sloan, who does prefer she, her pronouns, um, and would get mad if you change them. Um, and um, Sloan's perfect vacation, um, you know, is probably totally out of character, and she'll kill you if you tell anyone. So she wants to go to a fancy day spa. That is Hi. out of character. Can confirm. And get pampered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cumbers on eyes. But if you tell anyone, she will kill you. Yeah, because I mean, when's the last time she got pampered, right? Like, never. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's, very, uh, now. she's fascinated by by this whole phenomenon because she's never experienced it ever. So she, that's what she would do. She could do I'm anything. Su- I'm surprised and Nick not tell has anyone it. where she was going. She's going to tell everyone she's going to like some uh, Eoxian extreme training camp, uh, you know. I'm surprised. So really yeah. just going to the spot. I'm surprised Sloane hasn't been like, "Oh, I want to pamper my crew," and like paid for like the luxurious living quarters on the ship. <laughs> that that should be on our next list of upgrades. Yes. Yeah, Maria wants cucumbers on their eyes too. All hundred twenty thousand faceted <laughs> okay, eyes. That's, that's a fun side story. We'll have to tell. It's like Sloane goes to the day spot, and Maria finds out, and is like, "I'm coming too." <laughs> Greetings, Captain. What is this location? All right, so so we need to have a, a sort of be- that, that beach episode in every anime, except it's a, a spa day episode. Uh, Everyone for- shows up, buys over Sloan Witch. Like, no! Oh, this yes. is my day off. I wasn't even supposed to be here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I think this will have to happen. Uh, how about uh, Simon? Uh, I'm Simon, uh, he, him. Uh, I'm playing Moreas and they, them. Uh, Moreas, uh, yeah, so so I imagine a vacation that I, Simon, would never take. Something like uh, exciting about going to lots of different locations and meeting lots of different people with strange cultures. You know, like maybe, I don't know, there's probably some name for it where like you, I don't know, you like go to Europe or something and like you just spend a few days and eat town in each city and then you like take the train to the next city and 
yeah, like the one of them one of them long train vacations. That's a thing, right? It is. I was gonna say that I think tour is the right word. I think that is the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, tour, tour, yeah. A, a tour of the vast, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. Bunch of different, just a bunch of different planets that are drastically different from each other and staying in each place just for a few days, long enough to not get bored. I'm a really cool, like, Groupon adventure. Yeah, a Groupon adventure. That's, that's I all I can think about when I think about, like, the tours, because that's where you see them nowadays, right? Yeah, I wouldn't know. This vacation sounds terrible to me. And that's why Morayoth is a fantastic example of this this thing that I've slowly realized playing a whole bunch of TTRPGs and building a lot of characters myself. Uh, we build one of two kinds of characters. One, uh, The first kind is, this character has a piece of me in it. Uh, or And the second is, uh, this character is aspirational, or the complete opposite of me, or like something I'd like to be. Um, that like that makes it's yeah yeah or the third kind could be you know a mix therein this is a working theory that i've got on or just an observation really it's like you know i always build characters that end up slowly but surely taking over as voice of the party even if they don't have the stats for it because i like to talk it turns out <laughs> tell me i'm wrong no you're not wrong no we'll not wrong uh, no yeah no. There's there's also the mythical um, mysterious fourth kind, which is which is just uh, like mage hand bread or uh, wizard is really just a mannequin being controlled by the familiar. Mage yeah. hand bread. I know that. Say, I know you all know that meme. Or the variation potato oh, with mage hand. <laughs> oh, real character is the potato in my pocket all along. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, you are correct. There is also the uh, the troll the troll character build, um, like my Stellafera drone mechanic who flies around on his mechanical seahorse. Uh, so Leif, anyway, Cobalt Cabal. Uh, and the Cobalt Cabal. Yes, exactly. Uh, they started out as uh, although I really do enjoy our Cobalt Cabal. Their Cobalt Cabal is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. We should we should like. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, give away some chances to play games with the Cobalt Cabal one of these days for, to our audience. Could be pretty fun. Yeah. You have to play or a Cobalt Cabal. Or just get Joel on, on the stream to run a game on, on air. I think that'd be pretty cool. I bet I bet he'd do well at that. Joel, if you're listening to this. We're, anyway. we're all telling you that you're going to run some society games on stream. That's, that's how they got me to run Series 4. <laughs> Watch out, Joel. They're coming for you. I'm, I'm very, very good at volunteering people. Leif, give me an answer to the question. We got a lot of stuff to get through today. I just, I just think it's funny because uh, while everyone would have to like track down and find out what Sloan was doing, uh, Ketch would be there totally by coincidence because that would be his his favorite vacation as well at the at the spa, just in case we've gotten too far away from it to remember. No, catch and Sloan are like the same they're so similar but have like totally different pl- like polar different yeah. uh, planar heritages it's great yeah no it, yeah. It, it'd be that it'd be that scene like where Sloan finally gives the, the rest of the, cl- the, the crew the slip and then like lays down for the mud bath and like and then looks over yes right before she gets the cucumbers on her eyes she looks over and with the cucumbers on his eyes just Prom. Up, yeah, then. Prom. <laughs> yes, without without looking, just waves. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm picturing Catch with a towel wrapped around his horns for some reason, just because it's fun. There, there, there would absolutely be horns because, like, no, it's there are cucumbers on the tips of the horns. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> Moisturizing. Don't question it. Yeah, moisturize. Moisturize me. Uh, yeah, yes. Speaking of Doctor Who. Um, right. So. Can't say moisturizing and not have my head go there. Oh yeah, no, they've they've ruined the word moisture the phrase moisturize me. Or just moisturize. So, anywho, last week our crew of free flying traders continued their delve through Terra 5. Doors were smashed, pipes were fixed, and overall the PCs managed to save the facility from plummeting into the trench nearby. After a quick breather, the PCs spoke with Shan, who was packing quickly as to leave. She explained to the PCs that she had made an incredible discovery. There is sapient life here on Entha, in the form of small, eel-like creatures called Aglians. You might remember Auntie Nuna res- uh, released one from a cage uh, two episodes back. When they form a collective, these Aglians become capable of conscious thought, very much like a certain crew member on the Severance package. A little spooky. Simon and I were talking about that off-air, actually. Of course, the issue is that the company has a vested interest in tearing down the forests in which the Aglians live, forests of seaweed, threatening their way of life. So the PCs set off with Shan to see if they could do something to help. They eventually found the Aglians, but before they could do much talking, were interrupted by an angry collective of them that were rampaging through a sacred meeting place. The PCs managed to talk this collective down and began to make inroads with the newly discovered race. And that's about where we left off, with the crew helping to take out an invasive species of spear squids called jacarants for the Aglians. Because these things were mean. They were mean. They were fun to run. And they were, admittedly, eating the young of the Aglians, and that's why uh, they were were not cool. So, that is that. Uh, After this fight, we'll come back in right after you all deal the final blow to the jacarants. Uh, Love, Danger, Trust sort of uh, has been your, not chaperone, but sort of chaperone, has has been uh, your guide uh, to the Aglian guide places. Guide right? Yeah. Uh, has been your guide, and they approach you after this fight, and you hear in your minds, You have earned our trust, friends, and so we will tell you a secret of our people. There is a material, we call it Pink Stone that seems to disrupt the metal monster sent by the company. We have seen it devoid deposits of it here and there. We believe that with your your knowledge of technology, you could put the pink stone to good use against the company's monster, and in doing so, perhaps save our forest. Unfortunately, there are still some among us that are uncertain that you can be trusted with this information. The Pink Stone Cavern is a holy site of our people. In fact, the location of the cavern is unknown to many Aglians shrouded in legend. The Council has devised a plan to divine your true intent here, and to ascertain that you are a friend and ally of the Aglians. Sure. Um, we'll be happy to do whatever, whatever you need us to. Excellent. Uh, they form a spherical shape. Another collective uh, will then approach you, introducing themselves as Idea, Trust, Communicate. They form a spherical pattern and speak telepathically. One of you will join us. 
You will join a collective by psychically connecting your mind to theirs, aided by the magic of the forest. If this can succeed, then it shall stand as proof to our people that you are worthy of our trust, and we will show you the way to Pinkstone Cavern. Love Danger Trust turns to... Any guesses? Oh, I don't know. Someone with a really high will save. <laughs> Probably Maria. Auntie Nuna, though. <laughs> No, well, they've danger. been they they they've been talking to Nunek. She's the one who freed the, the one woman. Mm. All that love, danger, trust will turn to Mareoth, actually becoming spherical, and say, Mareoth, you are like us. We have observed your collective and believe that you are most likely to succeed at this ritual due to your nature. Will you join with us to form a new collective? Hmm. Certainly not a uh, permanent collective, but we are we are interested in uh, interfacing with you more intimately to understand better how you function. This like of sex. <laughs> I'm just gonna say the love team nobody wanted. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't even. How did I not see that? How did I see that coming? Oh man, is this gonna be like the pottery scene in Ghost? Oh god, I hope not. Hope <laughs> or not. So, uh, love, danger, trust, uh, you know, you, you feel emanations of, uh, happiness and they will say, no, of course not. Uh, this will not be a permanent, uh, collective. This is simply to gauge trustworthiness. Yes. And, uh, so preparations will be made for this ritual. So, Mareoth, you are... <laughs> I should never look at Twitch chat during the stream because I'm always distracted by the flea you all say. Uh, no, a fish isn't going to live in Mareoth now. God. <laughs> they need water. Hey, there's weird space magic. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Somebody else can decide whether to let Orgy be a permitted term. Oh, okay, it's been done. Uh, no. So, boy, really my son's never find this screen now. So, oh, my turn to allow um, questionable words into Twitch chat. I I just want I just want to acknowledge the the bad porn music and and that and add my own. I'm I'm certain the. Uh, they will come back out with like little mustaches on every single one of them. Yes. But, like, like, quick, find, like, find the music. Find the okay. music. Oh, no, no, no. no. There's got to be no. royalty free. All right, I'll look for it. You say something, Nick. I can, I can stop this. I can, <laughs> heck, I can remove Ruby from the Discord if that's what it needs. Don't um, do that. Yeah, It'll change all the cameras. It'll ruin I, the mood of the scene. That's a price that I have to pay. Yeah, listen, I already said we got a lot of stuff to get through today. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the rings back. Guys, YouTube won't <laughs> let me search for royalty free nineties porn music. <laughs> Maria, uh, you are led to the council grotto where you all talked down fear, anger, retaliation before. The sand has since settled to the seabed, and long strands of seaweed sway lazily in the ocean's currents twinkling here and there with what you know now to be magical light. The rest of the crew and Chan are invited to sit or float on the seabed in an ever-growing ring of Aglians schooling towards the council chambers. There is a psychic thrum uh, ebbing and flowing as more and more of the Aglians arrive. This is by far the most you've seen at one time. 
electives hover around the perimeter of the council chamber with constituents constantly darting to and from other collectives, passing information and concepts as they all wait and watch expectantly. You float in the center of the area and Leif, I need, no, no, I need my music. I need, no, no. (laughs) Shut it down, shut it down. Thank you. You float in the the center of the area, Moraoth, with a hole in the ceiling revealing long strands of seaweed waving in the current above you. Soon you see an Aglian approach you. A mental hush falls over the assembled collectives as the single constituent approaches your colony. You feel a tentative, wordless telepathic query as it brushes against a handful of your constituents. Another Aglian breaks from a collective and swims through a section of your form. More and more of them emerge from the crowd, until you are receiving a constant stream of concepts telepathically. Hope, fear, curiosity, grief, charity. At this time, I would like you to make me a will save. As the I knew a will save would be involved here. Yes. The sensation of this connection is threatening to overwhelm your senses. Uh, yes. The um, yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of how this actually functions. If, as you know, I like to envision uh, Morales functioning as like sort of that of a city. When they were just sending over one Agathian, it's clearly like sort of an embassy. But when they're sending over like a bunch of them, it's more like uh, like a, a world's fair. Yeah, yeah. Just hope you don't get a double in the white city situation. Oh, crushing it. 21. So, at 21, you successfully steal your mind against the waves of psychic connection. They pass, creating to a more manageable level. The Aglians begin changing their pattern to a swirling array of dozens of lines swimming in circuits. Maria, you become vaguely aware of the feeling of the water flowing over your skin. Then a, realiza- a flash of realization occurs as you realize that was a shared sensation by the Aglians in your collective. Slowly, it seems that your constituents are being invited to ride along on the Aglians of the forming collective. Do you allow this to happen? Sure, sure. Like one bug on each fish. Yeah, or like a, a yeah, yeah, a small cluster of them. So, Mariath, you're going to take one point of wisdom damage as you find that the spreading of your constituents to a wider area briefly loosens your connection to your own consciousness for a terrifying moment. Uh, the Aglians seem to notice this, and those carrying your personal constituents are brought back to the core of the collective, and your consciousness sort of solidifies once more. But, not too long after that, you briefly get a crystal clear moment of joy. To those of you watching this from the outside, you see through the hole in the ceiling of the grotto that the lights of the forest of seaweed surrounding the grotto begin to pulse in time with the frantic circuit formed by the Aglian Morea Collective. Moreoth, your mind is gathered and brought into a greater consciousness, and in the time between seconds, the collective thinks, we are curiosity, risk. What is the third concept that you think to yourself? Hmm. Um, curiosity, risk, and and exploration or investigation feel right? Yeah, I think either of those would work. Which one do you, uh, which one oh, do you settle on? Uh, 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 let's go with investigation. All right. 
After you think this, the collective holds in its pattern for a few more moments, and then breaks apart, the multitudes of Aglians spreading to each of the collectives in the cave. Rayoth, you feel like yourself, but having been a part of curiosity risk investigation for even a brief time sort of expanded your awareness. Uh, does Morayoth get a sense as as you're separating and becoming yourself once more and pulling away from the collective, does Morayoth notice a connection with any uh, any past events in their life? Yeah. Um, the <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure like how how like how much detail we want to give on this, but you know they're they're reminded of um, previous times in which the the colony has split. Since like obviously that is the only way that new colonies appear, it is when they um, emerge from another colony. Almost the opposite of how the Aglians do things, right? Where they they take single concepts and they combine them into a consciousness, whereas when uh, Spathane colonies uh, separate and split. They that's how they reproduce, right? And so they are creating no. new colonies from that. Honestly, I think they're more similar, right? Like, um, you're you're right that like the Aglians seem to, you know, you have like say you have three colonies, and then there's a bunch of uh, constituents who agree on some idea, and they form a fourth one. But each of those constituents split off from their former con- colonies. So I'd imagine that this. In places where there are lots of Spathanae around, the sort of th- same thing could happen. It's just that Spathanae are much more spread out, so there's very rarely more than one around, so any new ones are sort of produced from only one parent. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, good. It seems that my taking over the music led to some interesting problems with the music. <laughs> This doesn't sound like dark ambience or background. <laughs> oh, it's okay. No, I'm. I just, just go with it. It's okay. Oh boy. Oh. Yeah. All right. So now we have sexy ambience. Oh. Well, I thought this was a pretty cool scene when I was writing it. Uh, it is a cool so, scene, Tom. It was a very hey, cool scene. It is. It is. We're just. We're just twelve-year-old boys. Don't mind yeah, us. No, I, d- I can't. I don't have a serious bone in my body. I'm a. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I I, I noticed this parallel, uh, Simon, with uh, with past events in Maria's life, and we yeah yeah yeah. Well, we can only we can go into as much detail or as little as you want. But I figured that was why I asked it that way. Yep. The gathered collectives uh, surrounding the council chambers each share constituents between themselves. And after a time, love, danger, trust comes over to you all once more. That went about as well as it could have gone. Marayoth did an excellent job of forming a collective. This comes as no surprise. We are certain that now the council will agree to show you the location of the Pinkstone Cavern. Idea, trust, communicate comes over to you all soon after. They present Morayoth with an intricate basket woven from seaweed and decorated with tiny shells. Morayoth, if you open it, uh, you find that it is much bigger on the inside. This functions as a Mark I null space chamber. We call these null space chambers in the broader galaxy. Thank you for this gift. Fascinating. Uh, of course, it is uh, a mere token of our people's friendship. 
And uh, they will then uh, confer to you the location of the Pinkstone Cavern and uh, remind you that the stone in that cavern will do something to... Uh, they, they imagine it will do something to the metal monster. Uh, they're not entirely sure why the Harvester, which you know to be the metal monster, uh, from the Aglian's description of it, combined with Shan's knowledge of the company's machinery here. Uh, you, they just know that the Harvester will avoid it in places that it is. So, might be... From your experience, Entha is, like, super-duper magical. Like, it's it's infused with a ton of magic. So, uh, uh, the seaweed, the seabed, the coral, all of that is what has led to the Aglians gaining sapience uh, to begin with. So, it's not too big of a stretch of the imagination to think that this pink stone is magical in some kind. So. What mark in space chamber was it? One. So now you have two of those. Nice. Yeah, I can put my submarine back in mine. <laughs> yes. All right. Good, good. So. You are... It's a decent distance away to the Pinkstone Cavern, but with your swim speeds, remember your uh, your little... Your tour boat sort of ran out of battery last time. Shouldn't be an issue uh, to swim over there. I mean, it's not like you're going to get ambushed by another giant jelly, right? No. No, that would never happen. Certainly not as revenge for all the things we're saying in Twitch chat. I'm just ignoring Twitch chat now. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to read it over a break or something. What, Lee? It's probably for the best. <laughs> oh, God. All right. What have I gotten? What What have I done? Um, so, as you are leaving, uh, Love, Danger, Trust will warn you. Be swift, friends. We fear that the Harvester is approaching our forest, and it will not be long until they are upon us. We are confident that you can stop this. Yes, we are too. We have to, we have uh, we generally tend to ruin Edgecore's operations wherever we go. Uh, we do not think that this will be an exception. This is excellent news. Be safe. The waters are not always safe. We've and gotten this. Trust me. All right. So. You read Twitch chat, um, didn't you? I read Twitch chat. It's you shouldn't have done it, Tom. I, you shouldn't have backed down. I I have a lot of like I don't have many serious bones in my body, so amassing <laughs> all of that seriousness to run serious moments like like a ritual where you're making first contact in a very deep and meaningful way is hard for me. <laughs> and then when my friends are all typing into Twitch chat, all these funny goofs that I want to read. I know, buddy. I know. Just luxury in the in the text, um, just for a moment. Just soak it all in. No, <laughs> no, no I can't. Too, especially for that seriousness. It was very heavy seriousness, Tom. It was heavy it's is the head that bears the GM crown, uh, and this is this is no exception. So we'll move on. Drunk fat ninja, you can get hacked. So. <laughs> uh, Luckily for you, on your way, I assume that you all uh, leave without any further uh, any further incident. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh no, there's there's just one, but it's like after the whole like thing, everybody looks over and catches just like crying. He's just like <laughs> that was so beautiful. Actually, actually, Gus is probably hugging Catch, and they're both oh, crying. Yeah. We like the camera is like focused on Marioth sort of swimming and whirling with all these fish uh, forming a cool pattern through uh, through their colony. And then the camera just cuts over to Mar- uh, catch and Gus and the two of them are just holding each other sobbing. It's beautiful. Sloan is like trying not to laugh, sniggering wider hands like a 12 year old boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure getting jabs from Auntie Nuna, who is uh just speechless. Behave, behave from this from this <laughs> awing act. Tom, you talking muted, to yourself. You're muted, Tom. Ah, the dreaded alternate mute. Anyway, luckily for you, no more giant jellies or abinthics. It's a weird word to say. Uh, come out to eat you on your way over. Uh, you pass through silent forests of more magical seaweed with coral structures accenting it here and there. Eventually you arrive at a crevasse head, hidden very well by the seaweed surrounding it. Were it not for the directions of the Aglians, you would not have found this place. Entering the crevasse, you follow a tunnel lined with more of the coral you see above. Uh, the coral is dotted with magical twinking, twinkling lights like the seaweed above. I swear, the amount of times I've said twinkling in this AP. Uh, Eventually, the tunnel slopes gently upwards, and you see a pink glow slowly begin to grow brighter as you advance. Uh, So let me move you to a map. Yes, there's a map for this one. What? No. It's always a bad sign. Oh, it's always a good sign. It means fun stuff's about to happen, Simon. Like you're going to go harvest some, uh, you know, pink MacGuffin. I mean, pink stone. Hey, uh, am I still health damaged? Uh, you have you have gotten a ten minute rest. Uh, okay. Notably, this is this this is still the same day since you left Elysia. Uh, Got it. Yeah, it's been a long day. Oh dear, Marath will probably chug some serums then. All right. What's a Mark One One D Eight? Yes, indeed. Nice. Ooh. That's a spicy serum. Eight on the die. All right. Everybody happy with how their bars look and health and such? I think it's fine. Excellent. I totally have Roll20 open. Um, Oh, totally, Nick. Totally. Yeah. No, that's that's what that look was. Okay. Uh, I will say being warned that there's potential hazards, Gus would have the hilt of his angel wing ready, but the blade is not active. Yes, everything looks good in Roll20, Tom. Thank you for checking. Thank you, Nick, for checking in. Um, so. I was in, I was in Twitch. Oh. oh, yeah, you were just in Twitch. So, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, all right. So you are, as I said, sort of swimming. You see up to the northwest here, the tunnel takes a bend, and you can see pink light sort of glowing above on the surface it's sort of shimmering through the uh the waters here what would you all like to do proceed please do uh go ahead proceed and you know, carefully yeah move move at your move speeds but i'm not going to make us go in turn order so like you know you do the little boop oh 
Everybody's moved at the same time. Well, put, 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 put the guys in, sort of in front. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and are we are we playing Auntie Nuna, or should we just leave her behind? Um, what do you all think? Um, I generally don't. I'm not a huge I, fan of the puppeteering, but I, if I it like, is needed in order for balance to be preserved, I'll understand. I like, I like get him bot. I don't think that that'll be too hard. Yeah, I'll. I I think you all might enjoy having Auntie Nuna along with you today. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It is an end of the book boss fight. What? Who said that? Nobody said that. Uh, Ninja, you said no, that. You, are, you all have clearly proven yourselves to not be trustworthy to put Auntie Nuna's lives into your hands. So no, we are not playing by Twitch. <laughs> Auntie Nuna's gonna gonna be having some freaky time with fish if we give it to to, to the yeah. audience. Oh no! <sighs> All right. So which plays Auntie Nuna? I don't know. Ghost no, suggested that Auntie Nuna teach the Aglians how to knit. <laughs> I do love that. That's wholesome. That's wholesome. <laughs> All right, so as you're getting about here, Gus, uh, you... Nope, don't go there, Sloan. Uh, back up, please. Pink is there Sloan. air in this cavern? Is this the water kind of coming up to like a shore sort of situation? Yeah, this is, it's a gently sloping. So where you see the water on the map, that is where the water is sort of lapping against a... It is a gradual incline up. Okay. So okay. Uh, the floor is stone here. Um... Luminescent red moss covers the rocky walls of this area and keeps the area lit. A large formation of bright pink coral glows dimly at the center of the cave, pulsing gently with an irregular rhythm. Uh, Gus, notably for you, a watery fist suddenly forms as you make for the shallow edge of the cavern's pool, and we are going to need initiative rolls as this fist swings down at you. I was going to be like, as I come out of the water, you hear the snap hiss of my angel wing activating. But no, I get punched by a water fist. (laughs) You get punched by a water fist before you even get out of the water because I think you'll see why this thing wanted to attack while you all were in the water. It is indeed a water elemental. How dare it? How dare it? I need rolls from my water elemental. Simon, I've pulled your initiative up one whole point. All right, thank you, best friend. <laughs> and I need a roll for Nuna. <gasps> which I've done. Oh, Nuna rolled a nat one on initiative. We need okay. something to roll for our, <laughs> for our characters when we're out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I roll some 20s on, on, on attack rolls when it counts, Lave, all right? So we'll see. So, looks like I've got everybody's initial rolls. Catch, you are first up as you see. You're the first one to react as this water elemental suddenly forms out of the, the pool of water that you all are entering. What would you like to do? Uh, get over here. Because <laughs> that guy hasn't acted yet. All right. Uh, runs over there and then um, aims aims the the weapon and starts charging it. And All I'll right. figure out which one I'm doing with which action with this move action, or I guess it's a standard. I'll figure it out. You have a move action and uh, well, yeah, you just have a standard action to play with this round. So, Sloan Rider. 
Oh, I forgot for a second which button my um my toggle mute was on. I finally broke down and put it on the same button that my work toggle mute is on. Ah, uh, I see. You know, as one does when they're, you know, working a lot. Um, so this thing is in my space. I don't like it. Um, can we assume that we had guns drawn or were we too busy swimming? What do you think, Tom? I'm going to say you, uh, Gus said that he had his handle out, so if you think that Sloan would be swimming with a gun out, that is okay by me. Um, I mean, either one works for me. I'll go ahead and, you know, be a good player, and I'll take my move action to pull it, my standard action to trick attack, which you can does not provoke, oh, yeah. because I don't provoke attacks of opportunity anymore. And also because oh. he hasn't gone yet. Especially oh, I haven't gotten yet, but also I don't Yeah. So, uh, if CR is less than 13, which I believe, I'm betting, I'm willing to bet that that probably is. Uh, uh, it's a 31 to hit flat-footed EAC. You better hope it's lower than CR 13. Yeah, that hits it. Uh, <laughs> and the, the 31 hits EAC, yeah, yeah. I really hope so. That's uh, 24 fire damage, and it's flat-footed to Whoa. everyone. Bummer. All right. So... Let me put the boot on this guy. Gus, it is now your turn. <clears throat> so, I've never really used uh, a, a plasma blade weapon before. Is it a move action to, like, turn it on? Uh, so, from what I remember, powered weapons are... They, you can turn them on as part of the action to attack with them or draw them or something like that. They, they okay. made that not be a consideration. Okay, so I'm gonna run like like so, just <gasps> splashing in the waves around this creature, and then as I'm turning to face it, I'm snapping more, the angel wing on. What's up? One more over! One more over! Well, the... Would I still be flanking if I was one more over? Also, yes. yes. Okay. So it's as fun. I as I swing around to face the creature, I snap the blade on, and I leave a I leave a rainbow behind me as I try and slam it into this creature. Lovely. A twenty-two to hit EAC. I put it. Yeah, that'll. Well, you didn't need the flat footed. That certainly hits for another 17 points. Ouch. Great. Okay. So that is going to be. Oh, I forgot. One little ability. It took a little bit less damage for reasons uh, from somebody's attack. Uh, but that is Gus's turn. And we move uh. on to the right. Acting at the same time as Gus, um, Mrayoth will emerge from the water and zip past Gus, past Gus onto the shore, uh, and then take a single shot at this water elemental who has no weapons to disarm. Although, hold on, maybe I can blind it. That's a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Throw some sand in its head. Yeah, I try to. Um, yeah, I, now that I'm on shore, I, we levitate a, a big chunk of sand and try to cover its head with it. Ooh, 17 probably does not hit KAC, even flat-footed. No. No, it does not. All right. That's good news for my elemental, because it is now the elemental's turn. 
and the elemental is going to do a fun thing. Y'all have uh, forced it to escalate its battle plans here. And by its battle plans, I mean my battle plans, because, wow, it's taken a lot of damage. So the elemental flies into a rage, and the water begins to froth and churn. And all of a sudden, the water elemental sort of dissolves into this gigantic whirlpool. And it is going to increase its size category by one. We're going to say this water. And it is no longer in its water elemental form. It is instead a vortex. So, the elemental uh, has entered your space, Gus. Would you please go ahead and make me a fortitude saving throw? Hey, I'm theoretically good at those. Ooh. That 17 is going to be a pass. So, Mm. Gus is fine as this vortex then whips down, bless you, uh, down the tunnel in this direction. And... I need Sloan and Auntie Nuna, which I will make, uh, to make fortitude saving throws. Do you want me to make rolls for Auntie Nuna? Uh, that would be great. Catch, I will do that. Uh, Blaze, if you could do that. I will do that. From from Thank now you. on, since you've rolled another five. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Three on the die. <laughs> uh, Sloan gets 22. All right, so Sloan, you are fine. However, Auntie Nuna is, uh, and this this feels appropriate, as Auntie Nuna, as the oldest member of your crew, is swept up in this vortex, unable to escape its grasp. And she is now grappled, flat-footed, and off-target, all due to this vortex. So she is going to take a vortex, vortex attack. That's 15 points of bludgeoning damage to Auntie Nuna as she's just sort of swept and dashed against the wall and swirled around. And now it's going to be Auntie Nuna's turn where she oh, yeah. she takes that damage. Uh, I need to roll the damage again now. Oh my goodness. She's going to take 16 points of bludgeoning damage from this what? elemental. Uh, yeah. Been rolling real well on my damage rolls. Are you sure you don't want me? Anyway, it's your turn. Uh, so, Auntie Nuna, what would you all like to uh, have Auntie Nuna... Oh, I need she to tell you what Auntie Nuna can do. She can make, uh, on your turn, you take its listed damage again, which you've done, and can make a reflex save as a move action to uh, attempt to escape from this vortex. Go ahead and make me that reflex save. Hey, audience, do we have any rerolls? Yes. I believe one on the die. We do. We then, do. Then do. I'm, I'm doing this. Oh my lord, it's a two on the die! Alright, so that is not going to be enough. It's alright, she's going to use her standard action as a move action to try another reflex save. (laughs) Is that... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. Go ahead, try it. Ah, okay, 21. (laughs) Alright, so Auntie Nuna is able to escape here. Let me send... uh, Oh, well, actually, I guess back there. You can move Auntie Nuna out of its space. I'll let you uh, deposit her right over here. Yeah, or south, whichever you prefer. That is that. So that is Auntie Nuna's whole turn as she desperately swims out of the space of this water elemental. Catch, it is your turn. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, okay, hold on. Catch is going to yell to Gus. Get Auntie! And he's going to um, continue aiming at this thing. Is it... Does it look like he can shoot it? 
It is larger than normal, so shooting, uh, you'll... I'm going to give it a, a, a plus two bonus to its AC. It's going to have partial cover from there because you've got a pretty good sight on, on the vortex form. But partial, partial cover, you say? Yes. Plus two to AC, plus one to reflex. Like proper proper cover? Yeah, it's cover. It's All right. It's because half of its body's behind this little pillar. Or, you know, I, know, pillar. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Catch aims down the sights instead of boosting again to... Uh, negate that cover bonus exactly because he ignores two from the cover with those sights and then fires having activated superior firepower last time okay and yes again just in case it wasn't clear Gus get her out of there <laughs> ew oh I'm rolling garbo today somebody All else should right. roll for noon, I guess is that that's a 15 all, ca- all counted for Versus, it's still flat-footed. The AC that is going to meet. Please roll your extra damage for me. Uh, there is no extra damage I need to roll. It's calculated in my um, superior I firepower. See. Is ah uh, okay yes yeah. So then oh. oh right because you spent the move to I understand yeah so Italy <laughs> nineteen oh no but then I get to uh, boost as part of my attack so you're right it's an additional one d six ah because that overcharge yeah. Look at me remembering things. So, 24 damage. Sonic. This water elemental does not look good. I tell you what. Um, and we are... Oh, no. We're on to the operative. Sloan Rider. <laughs> you are muted, friend. Oh. I don't like being on this side of its square. I would like to be... On the other side. Oh, I don't want to move it. Uh, deeper it's too in the big. Water. Got it. It's too big. Uh, fine. I will shoot it. We'll just trick attack it, I suppose. Uh, it's a CR5 or less. Checking. It is, in fact, a CR5 creature. Sweet. In that case, 18 versus left foot of the AC. That will be a hit. And yes. 22 points. That will be a dead water elemental. I think what happens is you you just shoot at the core of this vortex because it's weird firing bullets into just you know a whirlpool. Uh, you shoot at the core of this vortex, and all of a sudden you just you see it impact with something that you couldn't see there, and all of a sudden the vortex sort of spins out and the waters calm, and we are out. To be fair, I am microwaving it. <laughs> no, yeah. It boils. And I would basically boiled it to death. Gus rushes yeah. forward, scoops Auntie Nuna up into his arms, and just like you see him running through the water to the beach. <laughs> yeah, it's probably she's we'll say um, she's like in ten foot deep water, so you like scoop her up and then you're sl- just walking on the bottom of the water and slowly push yourself out. Uh, Auntie Nuna, I'm sure. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Best Auntie Nuna voice. <laughs> Gus, dear, it's, I'm sure it's okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> Uncanny. Right. Liz, is that you? <laughs> right? Uh, well, Gus will take her over here to rest her against this rock. Crystal, whatever. And then I will probably pamper her for 10 minutes so that she can recover her stamina. Dude, doesn't yeah. seem like you have t- time for a 10 minute rest because she really only took one point of HP damage. A 10 minute rest for stamina points, though. That's, yeah. Well, that she ha- she doesn't have any stamina because she's taken one point of HP damage. 
Yeah, no. Right, so we should probably take a 10 minute rest so she gets all of that stamina back. Yes. Right. That, that's what we I was... We do have time to take a 10 minute rest. That's what I was getting at. I see. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, was, that not, was that not clear? What, what it's it not like you were saying we, that we don't, you don't think we have time for a 10 minute rest. Yeah, no, I, I asked, does it you, seem like we have time? Yes, you do. Oh. Fantastic. See, it sounded like you said, it doesn't look like we have time, and I was like, what? At what point no. did it sound like I said that? I, I said, does it seem like we have time? We I'm saying I misheard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have time. Good. Morales uh, inaccurately tries to tell Gus where uh, Kasathan lungs are. <laughs> Gus does not need the help. Uh-huh. All right. Pretty sure so, my nanites know. Yeah. So, you approach the pink stone after a ten-minute rest. Uh, it glows brightly in the center of the cavern. Uh, there seems to be a good amount of it as well. The Aglians did not tell you how it grows, but with your knowledge of physical science and mysticism, uh, it's probable that it will prob- it, it will grow back over time. So, uh, looks like you can easily get five bulks worth. This wait, wait, wait. Do we have to mine this? Uh, <laughs> in a flavor sense, sure. Oh. Uh, in a mechanical sense, I'm not going to make you make a check. I'm sorry. Oh, I actually have profession minor. That's why I was excited. Just let him roll the die, Tom. Let him have this. So, say, Gus, if you would like to, I will let this... I tell you what. Because there are some there are some repercussions here. Uh, Gus, why don't you... So you all take five bulk, no problem. Gus, you get the sense that uh, you could probably squeeze roughly two more bulk out of this crystal. Why don't you make me a uh, profession minor check to see how long this is going to take you? Uh, a natural t- <laughs> twenty for thirty-one. No, 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 no! Don't tell me the don't tell me the number. I'm trying to come up with a DC. Okay, okay I've got the DC. Oh, all yeah, right, it's an natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fantastic. So you need the number. Roll in that, Tom. Roll in that. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but the DM needs to have a DC in mind, right? If I see the number before I make the DC, then that yeah, that spoils it. So, but in this case, you are correct because that natural twenty definitely cleared any DC I was going to set uh, with, on top of his profession minor bonus. So you all see uh, Gus just you know eye the stone for a second and. Then his hand becomes a pickaxe, and then he just, and all of a sudden, in a in a blinding flash, you have two more bulk of pink stone. When when he looks at something that can be mined, it's the um, it's the equation meme. <laughs> all the numbers and figures appear. He yeah. probably also has like his giant Coke bottle, like uh, broad spectrum scanner goggles that come up, and then there's the math. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right. he, he taps one spot on the stone and then turns around and puts on sunglasses as the entire crystal shatters into neat rows. Yeah, just mm, he puts his ear up to it and then pickaxes and then walks away, <laughs> snaps Gus, his fingers, and it oh, falls. Yeah, like Michael and Burn notice. Gus, yeah. Gus has played enough uh, Deep Rock Galactic to know if you take out the bottom bit of the crystal, the rest will shatter and. and uh, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. yeah. yeah. That. That is it. So, all right. So, Gus, 
manages to save you all some time. Uh, that took you about seven minutes in order to, in order to mine that. So really, you could have done that in the time that Auntie Nuno was uh, resting as well. But I know Gus was helping Auntie Nuno recover, in a flavor sense. So, uh, do 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 do. Oh, what's? As you gather the pink stone, why doesn't everybody give me a perception check? Okay. Including Auntie Nuno. We got a five. Ooh, a 29. All right. Uh, okay. Ooh, I also yeah. got a 29. Catch and Sloan, um, why don't you both roll me just a flat d20? Because you both got a 20. All right, 16. All right. Okay. So... Sloane, you are the first one. You just narrowly see it before Ketch does. You notice a small chunk of pink stone uh, lying in a uh, small hole in the chunk of stone you just lifted up. That's a lot of chunks, I know. I, who, who's Many chunks, yes. They both reach for it. She grabs it as, and Ketch grabs her hand and they have a moment. <laughs> Doesn't work. Mm, it's it's an awkward it. moment and they both hate it. It yeah. is awkward. That it's super too. awkward. Uh, but Sloane, uh, recovering from the awkwardness, inspects the uh, this little chunk that seems to have formed itself a little pocket and picking it up. Uh, it resonates with strong magical auras. Uh, this stone functions as a Mark II personal upgrade. Ooh. Ooh. I knew it was going to be that, and you know how I knew? It's because I failed the roll to get it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> It, no, Nobody has a mark two yet, do they? The universe no. just is like, ah, yes. We will put these things within reach, and then Leif will never get them. Well, it's it's like that time in Signal of Screams that I I was playing my Mystic, who had a ridiculous perception score. Yes, even back then, I really liked high perception scores, and he failed the perception check to notice the Mark Three ability upgrade, and I think uh, Seth's Seth's envoy got it instead. Right or something like that. I you can tell that this bother you know that I was disappointed by this because I still remember it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and everybody else has you know blank looks on. So yeah, you're telling me I, I feel this pain. I do. Seth I do vaguely remember that. Seth did play in the boy. Remember, um, he he was deeply troubled, uh, and by troubled I mean you know he had he had a lot of trauma in his past. But then so did most of our characters for that AP. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you guys did not make happy characters. That one is true. No, I went out of my way to make like it was a horror game. game. It, it was, was a horror yes. game. Yeah. Indeed. I think the least troubled was was my was my guy, and he was horribly repressed. Uh, uh, oh, what are they called? Anime sword blade guy. The yeah the 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 crusaders or whatever of the galaxy. I can't even. Skyfire Centurions is Scarlet in the name. Am I going crazy? Let's just move on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you uh, you all have your pink crystal, your pink stone. Uh, it seems to be uh, they called it stone. It seems to be this coral structure. Very very beautiful. Uh, as you pull it from the uh, from the area of the stone that it was growing on, the stone itself seems to dim a little bit. The crystal has not lost its magic, but the stone seems to be a little bit less magical than it was before. Uh, 
but that's probably fine. Uh, so, uh, these guys. I see. That's still the I, the text. I can't see the text, but yeah. It's the Knights of Galarian. There you go. Oh, you can, you, say, can, yeah. you can find them in the core rule book. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, the art that goes with it totally looks like Zadian. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I don't know either. Mm-hmm. All right. So, now, go ahead and make me a survival check to navigate from here to the location of the Harvester. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me finish. Um, since you got the signal from the Harvester back on Elysia, uh, this can also be aided by any number of PCs. Um, jet. So I have a maze mind. Ah, yes. I can make a uh, attempt a special level-based wisdom check, 1d20 plus my CR or level plus wisdom bonus instead of using um, survival for orienteering or piloting to navigate. Cool. I like it. So uh, the, well, I, Yeah, give us the total on that. So it'd be a total of a plus seven. It's nothing crazy, but I don't know if any of us actually have survival. Etch and Nuna don't. Survival? Uh, I rolled poop, though, but I got a 13 total. Well, I was going to say, if anybody wanted to aid... Oh, I'm sorry. I got excited. That is an untrained skill. I know you got excited. You're trying to use uh, little-used features of your character. That's great. All right, untrained survival check. Oh, that uh, that twenty, of course. An unnatural <laughs> twenty. Unnatural twenty. Yeah. Catch both our like bicker over the wrong directions to go. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So I see two games. So... Yeah, a fourteen and a twenty from Marath will equal two. Uh, fourteen from Sloan, I should say, will equal two aids. So seventeen total. total. Uh, Jet got a plus seven to that six is a 13 plus four is 17. All right. So with that result, uh, you managed to get yourselves a little turned around, uh, but get back on track without losing too much ground. Uh, so along your travels, you come across uh, a rather interesting site uh, that seems to draw you in. Uh, The bones of some colossal creature, larger even than an abinthic, uh, lie half-covered in sediment. A dual ribcage pokes jaggedly from the floor, with softly glowing plant life stretching across the ribs to form a tunnel in this uh, spookily quiet undersea travel. I was not exaggerating when I said that it seems to draw you in. That was in a mechanical sense. Why doesn't everybody please make me a will-saving throw? as you gaze upon this uh, this giant rib cage. Now, Tom, did you uh, did you write down that little, little witticism, or was that off the dome? Uh, pretty much off the dome. But, I was right. riffing Tom, I am bad at these. Oh, no. Uh, ooh, do I still have that uh, penalty to wisdom that I picked up while communing with the uh, Agalthians? Uh, oh, Aglians. Wisdom, uh, wisdom damage. Wisdom damage is going to recover at a rate of one point per day. So okay, and I only took one. Uh, one. So, in most cases, that will probably lower it unless you have an odd number will. Yeah. Or wisdom. Oh wow! Well, it looks All like right. Gus goes swimming in a skull or something. 
<laughs> oh, Gus. Yes. yes, indeed. So Gus and Auntie Nuna are incredibly... This was a DC 18 will save. Uh, so I'm very impressed that most of you managed to we, avoid this temptation. Do we have a plus one? I'd take that for Auntie Nuna. <laughs> do you? Let's see. Request is cute. Wait, no, I see a plus one to any roll from Shades. Puts on bad 90s music. Well, we're we're going to take that one. N- Nuna almost gets uh, fascinated or whatever this is, but then um, some music pipes in through her her uh, uh, comm unit. It's Catch playing a joke on her. He's playing uh, sexy 90s music, but uh, it's just enough to, to shake her out of it. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. Good. <laughs> so, Gus... Oh, Gus, uh, you uh, you find yourself swimming towards this uh, this large structure. Think like the uh, the, ele- <coughs> the rib cages in the Lion King in the elephant graveyard. Kind of uh, size. I, think there's, oh. I think there's something super cool over here. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, I right, guess. Yeah. Oh, that seems dangerous. <laughs> you are drawn to approach this enormous rib cage filled with bioluminescent plant life. Uh, as you enter the rib cage, uh, you brush against one particular strand of seaweed, and suddenly the water around you all, uh, uh, you rather, Gus, seems to come to life. Uh, strong strands of seaweed wrap around you, and you feel them slicing into you, dealing 17 points of piercing and acid damage. It ah, it's a bad hug! Wait, you said what an acid damage? Point? Slashing? Piercing, in fact. <laughs> 17 points, so I ignore 6 of that, so I take 11. Yeah. Couldn't have happened to a better person, really. Uh, with that piercing resistance. So, oh boy. Uh, seems to be now that uh, this this ribcage is relatively safe, if you all want to uh, you know, examine it, take a look around inside. Gus seems to have triggered the only, uh, the only strand of carnivorous uh, seaweed in there. Oh, I see. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll we disentangle him. <laughs> All right. So, catch. Bad hook. As uh, you are, uh, you get closer to a boulder-shaped object lying towards the front of the ribcage. Uh, as you do, you suddenly black out and you lose consciousness. Uh, well, this doesn't usually happen unless I've been drinking. Were you drinking? Oh. No. <laughs> uh, so, what does what does everybody do as this happens? Uh, catch! What happened? Rath will swim over to catch him. Do we? I mean, do we uh, notice this, uh, or does catch just go quiet all of a sudden? Yeah, he just sort of goes quiet. Uh, so, you know, a minute or so later, uh, you catch. You wake up. Uh, probably with Morayoth sort of having caught you, having catched, catch. Um, Uncomfortably covered in bugs. Yes. Um, so, all right, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Let me finish this. You are overcome, catch, with a feeling of peace. You don't know really where this came from, uh, although you have a good idea that it might have had your uh, had something to do with the proximity to this boulder-like object. Uh, this feeling of peace overcomes you, and 
functions as a Mark II personal upgrade, which must be applied to, now there are some uh, provisos here, must be applied to either intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. Well, now I, now I feel bad for bitching earlier. <laughs> oh, no, 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 please. Uh, it was it was good-natured complaining. I am the master of, well, not so good-natured complaining. Uh, just ask my Pathfinder 2 game that I play in. Can confirm. Uh, let's see. Uh, mechanics, so, um, hmm, uh, probably charisma intelligence, of course. That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so, yes, and go ahead, everybody, go ahead and make me a life science check as you are uh, sort of gazing around this, this ribcage. Trying to figure out what things have two ribcages. 28. 19. Also, does this basically make render my Mark One ability upgrade inert, then? I imagine so. Yeah, so we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is not important. Uh, so, Marayoth with your 28, Catch with your 19, you both uh, get the feeling, or you know, looking around, you sort of do a slow pan of the uh, the inside of this ribcage. You get the sense that that boulder-like thing that Catch got too close to was the heart of this creature, and it's slowly sort of become covered with sediment that has been floating around on the base of the uh, the bed of the sea over just centuries, possibly millennia, most likely millennia. And, uh, yeah, might have been infused with magic. You're not really sure what happened, why it would do that to catch, but it doesn't seem to be doing it to anybody else. So no more no more Mark II ability upgrades uh, today. <laughs> this is an interesting creature. You have not encountered one of these before. This planet is wasted on Edgecore. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Fight. Most planets are wasted on Edgecore. Yes, yes, yes. But this one more so. <laughs> it is. I, uh, out of character, I pronking love Entha. Uh, Joe Pacini did a real. Joe Pacini? Wait, it is Joe Pacini, right? I think it yeah. was. Too- Joe Pacini did a fantastic job with this book. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, back to where we are. Excellent. So, uh, the topic of ability upgrades. Um, I feel figure this is something that we can because the question was asked in our chat. It's easier to just talk it out, so we I don't have dead air while I'm thinking about this because I want to. So can I use that ability upgrade crystal on my decks and switch out my Mark One? As if I had bought an upgrade in Mark One, I will. I will say sure. Go ahead. That is fine, Nick. Uh, you can you can swap that uh, into your decks and then. Oh, thank you. Decks. I'll, I put it there so that it wouldn't take our airtime. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I I am apparently bad at multitasking between reading things and typing and also running the game. So uh, this seemed important enough to uh, bring up briefly. So we move on, and you move I apologize. on. He is such a needy cat. Oh my goodness! So he's a cat. Well, yeah, we have to lock Topher out of the room, or else he just gets all up in our biz. He's needier than most lately. He his his old lady friend is gone. Rest in rest in power, Killer Death Machine the second. Oh, yeah, that is her full proper name. <laughs> I I love that name, Katie of the second. Reminds me of uh, uh, that that one baby from Doctor Who, Matt Smith's first season. Oh yeah, 
Storm. Storm. Something. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, what was his full name? Oh, yeah. Huh. Something with storms. It was really, yeah, really cool. Enough. Stormageddon. Stormageddon. Destroyer of all or something? Uh, Alfie, Alfie Owen. Stormageddon, Dark Lord of all. Dark Lord of all. There it is. Ah, thank you, Bud Stubble. Uh, so, yes. Call, all right. Called uh, his mother, Mom. His father, not Mom. The doctor, also not Mom. And everyone else, peasants. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, uh, TARDIS.fandom.com. Excellent. Uh, this this Doctor Who break brought to you by a bunch of nerds who happen to like Doctor Who. So, the uh, the sea begins to grow dark. Darker. Remember, you are in the Shadow Sea, which is supernaturally dark, magically dark. Night begins to fall, is what I'm trying to say here. It is still the same day as when you arrived on Elysia, but only just barely. As the sun begins to set, you arrive at the location. A massive harvesting machine with several mechanized limbs operates next to a glowing clump of seaweed, several yards tall. The harvester's limbs end in grasping claws and serrated circular blades 10 feet in diameter. The machine raises the nearby seaweed, depositing it in a large processing tank at the back of the machine. It's not moving currently, or if it does move, it only moves like, you know, five feet forward, chops some more seaweed, sits there for a bit, moves five feet forward, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, Shan looks to you all, uh, saying, y'all, we've got to shut down that thing down, to, uh, we got to shut that thing down to buy the Agley in some time. So. I forgot Shan uh, Does anyone have explosives? For some reason, I thought Shan just stayed with the Agley. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've been bad about uh, playing her, but she she is with you all. Uh, she wanted to help. Just so, in the back. Yes, just in the back. Exactly. <laughs> Hang out so, with Auntie Nuna. <laughs> hey, Tom, I direct your attention to chat real quick, just for a second. I need to require confirmation on this thing. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yes. So, ending the harvest. That's really what I should Break important looking Ending pieces. Ending the harvest. That's great. Yeah, no, there's you. great titles in the book. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel bad. I I used to, well, I generally do uh, crib the titles, but then it it feels weird because it's like, but I'm not actually coming up with those titles then. Oh, uh, but I didn't come up with hardly any for TFC. I stole them all out of the book. Okay, good. Well, see, <laughs> now, I, now I know. So... You think yes, I'm that clever? No, no. The writers of Pilot were that clever. You're pretty clever. So we can break important looking pieces. These are all sorts of things that you can do to stop the harvest. Important looking pieces. Uh, that sounds like what, what guys should do. Although uh, you will notice that it says a strength check, our favorite kind of check, an ability check, not a, not a skill check that you get proficiency in and stuff. You just, this is a d20 roll plus your ability. Uh, you oh. can also hack the mainframe. A single character can attempt to hack into the harvester to shut down its various subroutines one by one using computers. It is a tier three computer, so it will take a base of three rounds, though you can increase the DC by five to voluntarily uh, voluntarily to reduce that by half to a minimum of one round. This one, I this is funny because I thought this would be great for Auntie Nuna because she has the four-armed hacker feat. Uh, 
I figured Liz would get a kick out of using that beat, but that's okay. Uh, then you can also jam the gears. Any number of characters can att each attempt an engineering check to identify a weak point in the harvester's design and apply pressure by jamming a stone into a critical joint, for example, by uh, or short-circuiting a harvesting limb. And then any number of characters can each use one bulk of pink stone along with a successful mysticism check to disrupt the harvester's delicate sensors. A success expends the bulk of pink stone. So remember oh, seven bulk of pink stone. Oh man, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I want to build a character who doesn't have computers, engineering, or mysticism. What was I thinking? <laughs> you were thinking of building a, uh, you know, a character that you don't normally play, I guess. Talk to the person, but you can't talk the harvester down. No. I can't, I can't talk the harvester down, it's true. I guess I'll, I'll just uh, break important looking pieces. Or try yeah. to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a d20 roll. You can ex you can succeed on that d20 roll. I, I will tell you this. You have the capability of succeeding. So plus one? It's all good? Oh, yeah, even better. That's that's like 10, you know, that's like 5% better on that d20 roll. Uh, that's, yeah, it's great. <laughs> this is fine. So yeah. why don't Everything we go ahead fine. and uh, here, hold on one second. Do you want to use initiative? Yeah. Yes, we're going to roll initiative and I'm going to bring you over to a map. Yeah, before we roll, bring oh, us we back. should wait to be on the new map. Yes, otherwise yeah. our our initiatives will vanish for us, but not for Tom. Yeah. And then Tom will right. have to be a whole thing. Right, it'll be a whole thing. We'll talk about it for like. Uh, so we'll probably it. less we'll than we talk about it now. <laughs> All right, just a little bit less than yeah the time that we spent now. So uh, you and drag yourselves. Your tokens are not on here. Um, all uh, right, so you can bring yourselves, everybody bring yourselves to like sort of the, the back of the harvester to the south of the map. Um, that is where you will start. You can move yourselves around the map uh, to somewhere appropriate for whatever skill you are using. Uh, so. Okay. Everybody roll some initiative. I'm missing slow initiative. Yeah, sorry. I was I'm looking for my. I, I'm not here. You have to drag yourself. Yeah, I was looking for my uh, my token, and it wasn't here, and it was a hole. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful. Awesome. Oh, there is no justice in the world. I took forever, and I rolled really well. <laughs> All right. So, let me double check some things because I'm going to need to put a timer on this. For no reason in particular, of course. Good. Alright. So, let's add round. Plus one. Okay. Let's move. Ending. All right. Oh, Nuna, then Sloan. Oh gosh. All right. So, what does Auntie Nuna want to do? Catch to uh, this 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 harvester. We're gonna let her do that forearm hacker stuff. All right. So she's got 
four-armed hacker, which allows her to, with two hacking kits, reduce the duration by one, I think. Reduce the time. Oh, okay. Let's she has this thing in here as well. Let's add 1d6 plus one as long as she has at least one resolve. Which she does. I will check that. And go, Auntie Nuna. 33E. Oh, all right. So she uh, she is going to be able to do this, but technically I guess I have to have you roll at the end of the second round of doing this because, of, uh, because it's going to take multiple rounds. But Auntie Nuna is going to succeed at this. I will, uh, spoilers. Noted. And you are, you are good. Uh, no, Drunk Fat Ninja, Shan does not have a stat block, actually. She is here mostly to tell the players what's That's going good. on and and help out in certain ways. Slow it's Rider. Like, hey, and listen a lot. It's kind of weird. <laughs> we usually just ignore her. <laughs> Slow Rider, what would you like to do? All right. I... Well, I, I guess I will um, attempt to um, break important looking pieces. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, uh, with a you, check. Oh, um, yes. Leif, would you move Auntie Nuna up to uh, like, you know, this little, this little control power looking thing on the... Alright. So, Sloan, so, go ahead and move somewhere and uh, make that make that strength check. Uh, I lied. I don't even have a plus one. I'm going to just roll a d20. How about a 10? Mm-hmm. How about a 10? Just sort of Bag it. Ooh, that 10 is not going to do it. And in fact, a piece of plating rips off too suddenly as you start prying at things near that, that tank tread. And it is going to deal you some damage as it flies off of the... <laughs> Rude! Oh, no. A strength check with penalties for failure? Yeah, that is going to be 10 points of slashing damage. Brutal! I don't even know that okay. why straight ability is it, This anymore. is fine? Everything is fine. I... It's a 20 on that bluff check, I, I see. I meant to do that. Yeah. Alright, so that is going to be that. And we are on to Catch. So, Catch looks at his uh, at, at his beautiful bundle of explosives he'd been putting together with the detonator as he came over here, looks at the technical options for ending the harvester and just is so disappointed and then just rolls an engineering check. <laughs> okay, sell me on something. Oh, I just, I figured in the time it took to get over here, because I, I, you know, for sessions, no one were going to have to do something about this harvester. So I have, like, basically all of my damage-dealing grenades bundled up into a haphazard bundle with a detonator attached. But I don't know uh, if that would deal necessarily a ton of damage. Just you, a couple of Mark II frag grenades and some I, uh, other miscellaneous. Let me look at my DC here. Um, so... I'll let I'll I'll let that add on. Uh, I am counting successes here. Okay, so you, once you get a uh, number of successes that I know that you don't, um, you will shut down this harvester. I'll let this count as an extra success uh, if you succeed at the engineering check to uh, jam the gears here. Okay, I have rolled a thirty-two. You you have uh, exceeded the DC, not by as much as you think, but 
the harvester's uh, uh, critical component of the harvester grinds to a halt. And, and explodes from grenades. And then a second critical component of the harvester explodes off. Uh, we'll say one of the, the hacking limbs sort of uh, grinds to a halt, and then sort of a little localized explosion blows it right off of the harvester. Uh, that is two successes. Excellent, excellent. All right. So let's... I got to keep track of this somewhere. Why Tom, why didn't you think of this before? Um, all right, good. So, we move on to Gus. Here I come, Captain. I'll give you a hand. And Gus will kind of come up here. Uh, and he's actually going to kind of grab onto this, this... Or not grab on. He's going to jam his prosthetic arm into the joint where that saw, saw arm is. And he's going to have it morph into the magnetic jack, and he's going to attempt to just break important-looking things. Oh, I love it. Does the magnetic jack help you with the strength check? Uh, I will click on the magnetic jack for you, but I don't think it will actually help. It. It's a handy tool, blah, blah, blah. Lifting the object one foot. You can, it can move 200 bulk worth of stuff. That sounds really cool, but I don't know if it would give a mechanical yeah. benefit here. Yeah, it was just flavor. It was just flavor. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, but I got I got a 15. I rolled very poorly. Well, rolling very poorly is exactly the number that you needed. Woo! You actually rolled an 11 on the die, Gus, so that was actually better than average. Yeah. Fair, fair. Uh, so that is going to be one success as a critical piece of the harvester rips free and tumbles to the ocean floor. Uh, for you all players' knowledge, the DC of the next Jam Gears attempt decreases by two because of this. So, Sweet. you are sitting at three successes so far. And we move on to Moreoth. So Moreoth, you're going to try that strength check, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, so Moreoth... Um, probably has some memories of these crystals from that were like uh, conveyed by the Aglions during the merge earlier today. Like, yeah. So with that uh, sort of racial knowledge, we will uh, meditate on the crystals and try to blow up, try to try to skew the harvesters uh, sensors, make it like just drive off into a cliff. Ah. Uh. Button, button, button. This button. Go ahead and move over to. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Well, at least it doesn't use up the crystal. That's a sixteen. Correct. So with that sixteen, the harvester's equipment seems to misread the pink stone and you as harvestable. Oh uh, no! Making a reflex saving throw. No. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Maria, some of your bugs are are sort of well. I don't want to get too graphic here, but they're sucked up into the machine as it decides to try harvesting you. Please take twenty-seven points of slashing damage. That's a lot of bugs. Bugs versus vacuums. It really doesn't work. The other day, I was shop vacuuming out my car, and I a hornet was harassing me, so it was just. <laughs> <laughs> Vengeance. Oh, I mean, it's horrible to think about. I mean, I was vacuuming glass out of there. It was thrown into a thing with a bunch of swirling glass. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, that's cool. Yep, yep. 
suppose. All right. That is the end of round one. We move on to round two. As you all continue your sabotage of this harvester, Auntie Luna spends her second round of hacking and is, in fact, able to succeed at hacking the mainframe. She earns your team another success. You are at four successes. And look at us go. Look at you go. Sloan Rider. You're muted. Oh, now you're not. I am indeed muted. I smack it again. Pretending uh, once again that everything here is fine. Oh, it's so not fine. That's a seven. Please take 11 points of slashing damage as another plate sort of... Uh, you you are doing something. It's just not what you need to be doing. As this is, this is fine. Everybody forth. keep up the good work. Everything is fine. Nothing to see here. Ow. 11 points of Captain, the trick is you jam your arm inside the mechanism. <laughs> Ooh, we do not think that good. would be as successful. Good point, Gus. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, Catch. What you got for us? Remember, your DC for engineering is reduced by two this round. You are muted. Do you have a plus one? You're still muted. Oh, uh, ah, man, I'm doing I'm just bad about it today. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think I, you've got a plus one kicking around. Let's double check the request queue. There's one from Drunk Fat Ninja. Ooh, sure you do. You are, you are very lucky. As I get, yes, and as your lawyer, I have to, I have to recommend that you take that plus one because the DC being reduced by two, you still needed that plus one to make your check a twenty-seven. What? Engineering DC. Yeah, That's this okay. is, this is uh, as cut rate and budget as this machine is it is still a very uh for those of you listening at home this machine is probably 50 feet wide at least uh, it is a large piece of technology that the company is sending off to harvest these forests so it is no joke for you folks listening picture a, a square tank but with the bridge of a star destroyer and then four mechanical arms two of which have grasper claws and two of which are buzz saws yes Accurate. Like evil Wally. Yeah. Big evil Wally. One uh, one arm has fallen off thanks to those explosives in round one. But yes, so that's that's another success. You are at five successes now. Gus, it is your turn. Uh, I'm gonna just keep jamming up the works with my arm in there. You know, have it morphing into various things, trying to just muck up the guts. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Hey, I got a 15 again. Man, you are lucky. That is another success. This thing starts uh, chugging along. Uh, you, you hear uh, some gears inside sort of start to grind against each other. and uh, My nanites big, are invading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it emits a big black plume of what we can only imagine is smoke. Smoke underwater. Very interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the song "Smoke Underwater." Uh, that's totally. Mm-hmm. Gonna make bubbles. Uh, if it's not yeah, gas, it's like carbon, right? Yeah. Well, it's magical smoke now. Uh, it totally looks like smoke just floating through the water. This is science fantasy. I can do whatever the prompt guy I want. That's true. So, yeah. 
uh, like say that it is now Morayoth's turn. Low bar. Um, Morayoth will try to be as lucky as his best friend Gus, uh, trying to magic these sensors broken and not be as lucky and get torn in half again. Would you like another reflex save? Um, I have a question for you. Would you like to take that reroll that you have? Uh, and oh wait, no, you don't have to reroll. Sorry, false hope. No, um, it's okay. Just I, I don't need stamina anyway. So let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, you know what? Fifteen. Yeah, stamina. lay it on me. It lay is, it on this me. It's fine. This is fine. fine. Double check. Oh yeah, no, that's not going to be enough. This is turns out pretty good at killing things too. As you take twenty nine points of slashing damage, Morayot. Really gets a reflex save? Oh my god. Oh, Morayoth is half dead. Actually, taking. I'll peek behind the curtain here. Sloan is taking 2d8 slashing damage. Morayoth is taking 10d6. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That's why Morayoth gets this reflex save. Just kill Jake and a reflex save. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Uh, worst news for you all, my friends. Round three happens, and what happens on round three? Uh, we win. We win is what we happens win? on round three. Is it, oh, is no. it we win? It falls apart all by itself. Yep, it just falls apart. And, uh, but no, uh, that's what you wish would happen. You wish. It is. In our dreams, it just falls yeah. apart. Let's see. I'm gonna have... Let me grapple that arm here. and turn the saw blade on itself. And this one over there. Just flip it over into the sand. Just Wah! Oh wait, wrong character. That's 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 high bill. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> these Kalo. Nope, not that one. Nope. Back, please. Thank you. I will set right. my my notes that I have on the GM layer up to the token layer. That one is very <gasps> Something for uh, me to do. Yes, talk him down. Get him to join our side. To do. So yes, Sloane's gonna talk these Kalo down. Of course, no, I don't. I don't picture Sloane talking these Kalo down as four Kalo emerge out of the seas around you, out of the inky darkness. Uh, they are very stealthy swimmers, so they manage to get pretty close to you before you notice them. They are going to roll initiative. Oh dear! And enter the fray. Yeah, I disapprove. Yeah, it's is concealed by a cloud of their own blood. Oh God! What? No, you know what? I probably don't want to know. Uh, I mean, you probably would be underwater if you're bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The live bugs would be concealed in a cloud of dead bugs. Yeah. Yes. Using them as shield. You need support in there. You need to stop rolling so well. I wish I could. I I really do. What the prog? So we are now (laughs) on round three. Auntie Nuna, what do you do? Um, does hacking a continual option, or is that what a one and done thing? You can continue to hack. Uh, is it a standard uh, action, or is it a full action? Full round action. Uh, you can also, I uh, to give you options. Morayoth has uh, lost a lot of sta- uh, all of their stamina. I don't know if you can see that, but I would consider this harvester to be a significant enemy that Morayoth is fighting against. So <laughs> I would allow you to uh, give a stamina boost back to Morayoth if you so choose. Which is what now? Inspiring boost. That's a standard action. And it is. 
Assuming it is up to date, you get 15 stamina back. Hooray. And she will move action, uh, get um. Let's see. How about how about purple there? Quick question, Life. At the very bottom, it says at sixth level, you can also spend one resolve point to add your envoy level to the number of stamina points regained. Seeing as how Mrayoth is super messed up, would Auntie Duna do that? I don't know. She only has four uh, resolve points left. She doesn't look ah. like she has a lot. But, uh, yeah, that's not a lot. Probably. But this is the last resolve point she will spend. So gain another six back. Yay. That's like one whole that's like one whole failure on that, Simon. Almost. Right. Almost that much. Almost that much. So and then Auntie Nuna Getums where was it? Uh, uh I'll probably put the get oh I can't put the getum. It's on purple. Alright. Get him on purple, which is a plus two now. Sixth level. Y'all are gonna live forever. Sloan Rider. It is now your turn. Well, I see something I can actually have an effect on without hurting myself. Uh, and I'll turn and take a shot at Caleb the purple behind me with a trick attack. Uh, I suppose I probably pull my gun with my move action. I turn around. That uh, I'm pretty sure their CR is less than 14. If it's more than 14, we're in, we're we're in big big trouble. Because it 22 versus flatfooted AC. Uh, you know that hits. Uh, for 17 fire damage, uh, and it's flat-footed dead. Anybody else who, you know, cares to attack it between now and the end of my next turn. All right. Yeah. That Kalo is prompt up already. He sort of swims up out of the deep. Yes? Actually, uh, let's do off-target, since my friends are busy with the harvester. Okay. Off-target... Uh, and I seem to have uh, messed up my initiative order already. I want to do off target on this. We're gonna mm, we're gonna give him like a bleeding eye, so that way it's like he's sort of having a hard time seeing. That's why he's got the minus two penalty. So, all right. So, Kalo Mercenary the Green is going to take aim at Gus with a. No, actually, he's gonna swim up to Gus. He's a fast swimmer. Swims up to Gus, drawing a Socorinino singing spear as he does. The singing spear sings some operatic aria and stabs Gus with an 18 versus KAC. That will miss. All right, we move on to Kayla Mercenary, the blue. Uh, the blue is going to, mm, let's see, swim up to catch. And attack catch with a spear. That is a another eighteen versus KAC catch. Eighteen meets. Please take no. ten points of piercing and sonic damage. And we will move on to Kalo Mercenary, the purple. That's me. Caleb Mercenary the Purple is going to uh, seize Sloan, turn to engage him, and will respond in kind, swimming up, taking out a spear, stabbing with a minus two penalty to this. I can't stop rolling 18, so that is a 16 on the attack, so that's probably going to miss Sloan's KAC. Oh, sorry, one more time. 16 versus your KAC. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, by a long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch, we're on to you. You have a Kalo in your face all of a sudden. What do you do? Um. Yeah, you you like you like putting uh, melee in my face, don't you? This is specifically their tactics here, yeah. Well. <clears throat> I'm going to make you guys wait while I figure out what I'm doing then. <laughs> Perfect. This is the high quality content that we're all here for. Mm-hmm. So, lovely underwater weather we're having, isn't it? Catch Honestly, we'll just ship back it and is, shoot this guy. It is pretty. All right. Catch takes a step back and shoots. <laughs> it's a crit. <laughs> oh. So I'll roll an additional 2d6. Um, so that's 8 more damage. So 13 plus 14 plus 8 is 21. 35 damage, and he needs to oh. do something or be deafened. Uh, or just gonna, I imagine it's a fort save. I imagine so. Uh, we both have pretty good imaginations, so I'll roll a fort save. I got a 24, so that that's probably makes it. it. Yeah, he rolled a 19 on the die, so no matter what, yeah. uh, no matter what kind of save, that is going to do it. But, man, that doesn't stop him from reeling backwards as you just open up with Big Daddy and blast him. Uh, he nearly flies back five feet. And it is Kayla Mercenary the Red. Mercenary the Red is... What? I hate this one. Yeah, I'm sure you do because you know what he's going to do. He's going to swim up Marayoff. And he's going to stab Marayoff with that singing spear. Goes in yo! And gets a 22 with your KAC. As a hit. Please take 15 points of piercing in Sonic, my friend. Marayoff is getting beaten up today. Not as bad as getting harvested, though. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. (laughs) All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Mariah will desperately trying not to die uh, take that spear away from the Kalo uh, activating uh, attractive force to disarm him Okay, making this as a ranged attack will provoke an attack mark. It will, but after the action That's fair Interesting, yeah, yeah, because yeah, okay, please continue uh, 34. Will successfully disarm that spear. I think so, yeah. Uh, I was going to say you hate to see it, but this was still a pretty important roll, I think. Yep, 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 yep. So I'll take it. I'm at 20 at home, for those people who are wondering. Uh, but yes, you, you'll take it, and you'll take his spear, and then he doesn't have a spear to stab you with, so it's all coming up, Marayoff. You're going to live yep. forever. <laughs> Gus, we're on to you. With my 15 hit points, yep. Gus... <laughs> is going to wrench his arm out of the machinery and kind of pull it up above his head and manifest the hilt of his angel wing facing down and activate it. That's his move action. It sounds all wordy, but he's just drawing his weapon, manifesting his weapon. Activate it, creating a rainbow-hued cloud of steam, and he's going to just stab down at this Kalo. All right. Uh, a 20 versus EAC for 18 electric and fire damage. 
Sorry, yes. Uh, that will hit for 18 electric and fire damage. Yeah, he suddenly doesn't look nearly as confident in his abilities to take you on in one-on-one combat. But that's okay. We are on to round four. What does Auntie Nuna do, Leif? Um, goodness. Well, did anybody else take damage? Moraoth, but you already... Moraoth. <laughs> Has to be other than Moraoth, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. <clears throat> uh, that, she could hack the machine again. Hearing none. Uh, yeah, I guess we haven't really had much trouble with AC, and now, I've, now that I've said that, we're going to have trouble next round, but she will begin hacking again. Okay. We need to get, we need to get more successes. Alright, so that is one round of hacking for Nuna. Sloan, we are on to you. All right, let's shoot that Kalo again. Hack that guy. Uh, imagining AC is definitely less than 16, but that's a natural one. Yep, that is a natural one on the die. Oh. The prophecy was correct. So, that is Get him would not help, does not help with that one. No, yeah, no, there's, there's no helping. Down. The nat one, sadly. Um, do we have any rerolls? No, nope. I don't think so. There's nothing in the. If we queue. had rerolls. I would have rerolled one of them. Reflex saves. Oh, I, um, I assume the audience is just holding on to them for when we face the big bad. Well, sense. I think the uh, they got ogre fight on the other show uh, really ate a bunch. Yeah, let's double save my life and yours. Uh-huh. So, um, and having pissed it off. Sloan will fall back a little bit. Okay. I have 30 or so Oh, she is not guarded stepping, so that is going to be no. an attack opportunity. It is indeed. You try. Still off target till the end of my turn. Or no, oh. it's the beginning of my next turn. That's a lie. Yeah, it's the beginning of Don't your next turn. Me. Either way, it's a 14 on the attack roll, so yes. that's going to be your KAC. Man, I swear, these guys are really scary when they hit. Uh, Kayla I'm scared. is going to attack. Hey, thanks, DFN, uh, for that reroll. Green attack. Gus. With the Bring gear. it. Oh, I brought it. That is a natural 20, my friend. Or is it? Or, or is it? Just wait. Oh, do you have you have that thing? Nope. It, it, it is. It is, but I had to check. Okay, that's that is perfectly fine. Oh boy, so that is thirty points of piercing and sonic damage to you, Gus. Okay, so thirty minus six, so twenty-four. All right. Do I have to save versus anything? It's a sonic weapon. Uh, yes. In fact, would you please make me a save against confusion? Uh, is mm. it fortitude? Will I'm gonna uh, let me double check. Uh, Starfinder, crit, confuse. Nope, not confused about critical hits. I want the critical hit. <laughs> uh, here we are. Will saving throw. Uh, Will. Uh, oh, also, sorry, I didn't think of it until just now. Could I spend a reaction to mitigate some of that damage as well? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, so. Did I already apply it on my... I did already apply it. Anyway, I'll do the will save and then I'll fix it. 
I had to roll a 19 to get that, a 22. You have cleared the DC by far and away. So that is, you are not confused for one round. You're stabbed by this singing spear. What kind of damage are you uh, talking about for reducing as a man sight? Uh, defensive di- dispersal, and it will be a total of 10. So I get to add 10, hit, 10 stamina back. Nice. So, and on top of your piercing resistance, that's pretty, I mean, it's still a palpable hit versus yeah. Gust, but uh, not as bad as it would have been against any of the other teammates. Speaking of, uh, Blue is going to uh, just, yeah, Catch hit him really hard. So he's just going to swim up to Catch, and he's going to stab Catch again with his spear in a last-ditch effort to do some damage against this jerk. That's another 18 on the attack roll versus your KAC. So 11 points of piercing and sonic damage. Kayla Mercenary Purple is going to swim after Sloan. Very fast swimmers, Kayla. And take a stab. It occurs to me, I forgot we were swimming. I don't have quite 40 feet in the water. Should probably move both of us back. Okay. Uh, I will move you. Oh, that's fine. Uh, that I'll move over here then. But that's a fourteen versus your KAC, so that's going to be a miss. Catch. We are on to you. Catch glares at this guy, and um, shifting back again. There's nothing I can do to increase my. Shall we dance? Yes. Uh, they dance and they cry. Ah, 16 to hit EAC. You finished off this Kalo. (gasps) (sighs) All right. That's that's one down. That was big. Yeah, that was big. (sighs) We are on to Kalo the Red, who, lacking a spear, is going to draw a rifle and show the air. Uh, from point blank range because that's where we're at. That's that's what you forced me to do. That's an eleven versus your EAC, so that's gonna. Does Simon get an attack of opportunity with the spear that he just disarmed? Technically, yes. Is the is the spear one handed or two handed? Oh no, one hand has to hold the flight, right? Yeah, it's uh, probably yeah. two handed. You uh, let me double check. It is a spear. Hands, too. So you could not make it unless you drop your flare, which I don't yeah. know what you want to do. All right. Nope. Your nope. I know. Spears can totally be one-handed, but I will not argue the point. Uh, Mareoth uh, will dodge that attack as they flee. Catch help! <laughs> <laughs> uh, firing wildly over their shoulder at red. Behind the colony. <laughs> Uh, trying to grab the gun also. That's a great way to dis- disable these uh, these Kalo, I tell you what. <laughs> a gun flies through the air and lands at, I guess, catches feet. <laughs> oh, uh, you can use this, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you might enjoy this. I got you this. All right. So, yes, that is a successful disarm. I am going to mark that this guy has no weapons somehow. 
Uh, he's screaming in shock that he doesn't have any weapons. And <laughs> it's now Gus's turn. Gus, you just took a big hit from that singing spear. What is your response? Uh, my response is swift action, reactive repair. I'm going to be spending a nanite surge to start to activate my fast healing and my temporary hit points that will kick in next turn. And then I am going to... Um, I am going to shift the grip on my blade and sort of bring it down and just a, a diagonal slice across their torso. Fanning out another rainbow banner of steam. A uh, 17 versus EAC for only 15 electric and fire damage. That is going to be a hit. And this Kalo as well will go down. So uh, that... that I still have a move action, I think. I will start oh, swimming. Yes. I have 20 feet of swim speed. I'll move there. Okay. That was big. Round five. Auntie Nuna is in her second round. Uh, Leif, would you make me a very important computers check? Yes. Very important. Very important. That's oh, no. 17 plus three, though. That's do we have any rerolls? Uh, we, we do, do but I don't know if I want to use them on this. Really? I mean, it, it's a four. Tom said very important. Yeah, we need this, I think. <laughs> You may use it if you wish, or move on. Mm-hmm. If if you guys think I should, I will. He literally said, "Very important." I don't know what more of a signal you need. Also, even without Tom saying anything, I feel like we need to continue to make progress on the harvester. I've, I've and Nuna is the only one. I, I've marked it. Nuna is not the only one. Nuna is, in fact, the slowest to make progress. Um, it takes her two rounds to make a progress, whereas... I, I understand, but we've taken yeah. turns off to fight the Kalo, and she was continuing to yeah. make progress, is my I, argument. All right. That is a success. You have got Woo-hoo! one more success. You are at seven successes. This machine is slowing down. It is not done yet, but you are making really good progress, my friends. We are and on to add a sense rider. of drama, it's getting closer and closer to the uh, the oh yeah, it's it, it is over, uh, it, it is about to move forward to uh, chop down more of this algae that's ahead of it. More. Of this oh my sea. god, we're a fern gully. Yeah, we, we're avatar. We are indeed blue people avatar. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the one in front of me, the purple one. Trick tag. It's not gonna trick, but it's a thirty to hit. Uh, 30 will hit uh, only six, 6 fire damage though and then I'll move 20 more feet alright that will provoke of course uh huh but I also got a nat 1 on my attack roll that was the minimum result ah. of 1 on the attack and the damage we move on pretend that never happened that Kalo's dead oh that Kalo's also dead see y'all are doing fine this is, uh, this is going swimmingly <laughs> yeah all right so uh you know who's not dead purple purple is going to uh let's see mm, that operative keeps shooting him but this this noir 
seems to be wreathed in like nanites that are rapidly stitching his flesh back together and stuff. He looks pretty scary. So My we're gonna try and have him. That's horrifying. Yeah, My, it really is. Like glowing at orangey red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thing you wrote, Gus, is often uh, an upsetting thing. As sweet as Gus is, <laughs> a lot of a lot of his abilities are pretty crazy. I that mean, is a fifteen versus your CAC. Oh, that will miss. I will say, hands down, if I could, in real life, if I had the opportunity to host an anti colony like Gus, I would say inject away because I think it'd be fun as heck. <laughs> oh yeah, he's super cool. Don't get me wrong. Depends on whether their incentives are aligned with your own. Uh, if it was a Gus scenario where they were cooperative, sure, yes. Sure, sure. <laughs> Catch, you are up. Mariah uh, Ket- fled towards you. Yeah, Catch looks at Mariah. Catch looks over at the Kalo, who has no weapons, and says, uh, looks like you got this, Mary, and then go- goes ahead and uh, makes an engineering check. <laughs> but he is glaring at me, us. That's <laughs> <laughs> a 29. You engineering check. It on the nose oh my lord oh that is eight successes how high do you think you can push this number before this machine shuts down we will find out guessing 10 hmm kalo mercenary the red screams in frustration you don't hear it you just sort of see through his little uh his his environmental suit Uh, i forgot i was gonna tell him he can just surrender if he wants to but i don't know if that would translate under uh you know 25 35 feet of water probably not red is going to i mean nobody picked up that gun so he's gonna swim over here i'm gonna get it (laughs) and take this gun and then he's gonna shoot well, no, that's a move and a move. Because it's a move and then a pickup oh, move. Yeah, he runs over, he picks it up. You're right. Yep. So he does that because that's his only recourse. And then it gets taken away again. Maria? Maria will, I guess, like, sheath the spear, whatever that means. Like, pull it into the colony. He'll stow it. Stow so it, stow the spear, and then grab that gun again. Maybe. If the dice are kind. Someday. They are oh, kind. Yeah. Today. That's gonna be a big disarm. Doing a doing a big oof for this red Kalo as his gun flies once again from his hand into this weird swarm of bugs. Butter fingers. <laughs> uh right, so Gus is going to get three oops, no, don't go away. Three temporary hit points, and I'm going to recover two stamina. Then Gus is just going to sort of backhand. Actually, he's going to spear like he's he's coming towards this creature and he's just going to lunge forward, hoping to pierce through it with his with his angel wing, his prismatic steam cloud, a 27 versus EAC for uh, 13 electric and fire damage. All right, that Kalo takes 13 electrics, electric and fire damage, just as you say. It is round six. That Kalo's not looking good, by the way, I should mention. Uh, but it is round six, and we are on to Auntie Nuna's turn. What would you like to do, Auntie Nuna? Um, mm, Get him. I suppose red. Yeah, we can do that. Let's just, uh, let's, let's just do that. We'll get him. Purple and red. All right, purple and red. We move on to Sloan Rider. What do you do, Sloan Rider? 
Uh, rinse, wash, repeat. Uh, I'm gonna shoot purple with a trick tag. Oh, right. that'll trick. A 12 should trick. How do you bring this purple Kalo down? Oh, man. Well, it's turned around to look at Gus, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shoot it right at the back because I'm a horrible, horrible pirate. Uh, uh hey. and then. Uh, and then I'll swim over here, where I can see the last remaining one. Okay. Criminals at all, after all. Horrible one space criminals. There's no honor under the sea. There's no <laughs> honor under the sea, exactly. The code is really more of a guide. Uh, purple is now dead. Catch, what would you like to do? Catch <laughs> is going to... Um, boost and attack this guy at point-blank range, because he totally can. <laughs> yeah. Look at, look at you, you don't even have a weapon on. I'm scared. Oh! 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 Eat it, nerd! <laughs> Another critical <laughs> hit. God, God, roll me all your extra stupid damage. Okay. And just the boost. Catch, just pointing it at the guy's tummy and just going boom. And then there's that sonic dispersal cloud underwater. Yeah. So that's 29. That's another 34 damage. Uh, Did you say you boosted it as in the mechanical boost with the move action? So um, he had been targeting blue. So what he did, in fact, do Uh, was um, activate superior firepower. And then he did the boost with the the, as part of the attack. So overcharge. So the the. Extra damage should be factored in there. Hold on one second. No, it is. It is. I see. I see. Yes, it is. Yeah. Plus six, plus six untyped. Uh, yeah. And then you rolled me the extra 2d6. Sorry, I thought when you say boost, I hear the boost like the weapon property, not the overcharge boost. Right. Uh, yeah, no. I have yeah. to. I actually have to spend a move action to do that. And it just makes more mathematical sense to add just a flat plus six instead of a plus 1d8. 100%. Yes. Yeah, I completely so. agree. Yeah. All right. Well, it's his turn. He is reeling from that shot, uh, and he is going to. I guess he's going to like turn around and try and punch catch very, very futilely, uh, because he's oh, surrounded by game enemies, game. and he he may be afraid of you all. He has somebody that, that he is much more afraid of, wow. so he's going to roll a d twenty. Uh, that's a seven on the die. He's not going to hit. So uh, we move on. Marayoth. Uh, Morales will, yeah, just fire at point blank. Um, with the solar flare. Oh, a bunch of misses. I can only disarm. This is the lesson I'm learning here. Yeah, you're really good at disarming, it turns out. Well, Pony says, stay in your lane, Marioth. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. Oh, boy, it's Gus's turn. I mean, to be fair, he's... He's real far away. Gus only has 20 feet of movement underwater. I can just uh, get to him. Panel Combat banter. Yeah, pull a panel off. <laughs> yeah, I'll swim over here and I'll start trying to like pull something, some chunk off of the, the thing. I rolled a six, though, for a total of 10. So it hurts As me. It does hurt you. You found the number once more. That is 10 points of slashing damage. And so. all right. Here we are. It's round seven. Is that a good round? 
Oh, it's a great round. Gosh, I hope so. Uh, you see, it's a great round because screaming from the surface of the, uh, the from above, let's say, um, you see another wave cutter uh, descending upon you all. Out of this wave cutter swims. This wave cutter swims a dragon. What? Oh, the hey. dragon. oh no! Avrin Sacrion, and she roars, and somehow you hear it underwater. And I think as she enters and rolls initiative, that is a perfect time for us to go to break. And we are back. And we're going to jump right back into it because when we went to break, a dragon appeared. And that's rarely a good sign. So, let us continue. Uh, oh, you know what would have been a good idea? Shoot myself in the foot here. I didn't roll her initiative when she came in. So, let's bring her there. X, X. All right. Very cool. So, Auntie Nuna, I forget. Were you in the middle of a hack, or were you would just uh, you would just get him to the both of them? Uh, she had get him to the both of them. <laughs> All right. Um, Seeing so, this, I think Auntie Nuna is probably going to get him the big dragon, and also, is there somebody that took damage last turn? Uh, no, no. I believe Gus. Gus didn't Gus because Gus got uh, stabbed, Gus, killed, Gus got the guy and swam. Maybe uh, Gus would have taken. Uh, no, the crit was two rounds ago or three rounds oh. ago. Gus would have taken uh, that ten slashing damage from failing to rip open a uh, rip off important pieces or break important pieces. All so right. both has taken, and that has been what I've done in the past was allowed you to restore off of that. And you get fifteen plus. Six twenty-one stamina back, Gus. Is she she's spending spend a, the resolve? Spending another resolve? Oh no, she's not spending the resolve. Fifteen stamina points back. You don't need that. <laughs> That's fine. That gives me a, a decent chunk of stamina. And you're you've got fast healing to your stamina. So yep. so those two things. Trontinuna. All right. The dragon, Avarin Sacrion, leader on this project. Not that you all bothered to talk to her back on the platform. Is here and she is get on Sloan Rider. What would you like to do? Uh, all right. Well, I guess I'm gonna focus on that dragon. Um, do I need to swim up because of the machinery or? Um, yeah, the machinery will say is if you're. I've sort of pictured you all like hovering above or near the top of the machinery, so you're you're probably fine. Okay. Well, in that case, um, I'll just take a shot because uh, I have range. See if we can trick this dragon. Is the dragon CR fifteen or less? I certainly hope so. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, she is. Uh, then twenty eight to hit flat footed EAC for. 24 points of fire damage and uh, flat-footed to everybody Ooh, uh, until the beginning of my next turn. 
And All I'm right. moving 20 feet. Old Lucon, let's see if it pays off. Um, that is Sloan's turn. Catch, what would you like to do? You've got a dragon, you've got a Kalo, and you've got a machine underneath you. Yeah, Catch's eyes go wide at this uh, at this dragon. Um, and he just says, he's just, crunk, 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 and he, he goes for another engineering check. <laughs> Engineers oh. faster. 37, that's a critical engineering check. Man, am I glad that didn't go to my dragon. Uh, I bet you are, buddy. <laughs> All right. That is, that puts you at nine successes. Uh, yes, you are. You are making good work, good progress on this machine. But I have some bad news. It's the dragon's turn now. And when I say dragon, Abrin the dragon, I'm not t- I'm not saying dragon kin. She is a, a an actual dragon, uh, which comes with some benefits. Like, uh, let's see, at the start weakness of her turn, <laughs> weakness to salt water. No, that's a good one though. That that uh, that would have. She is not an Osharan. Uh, I still love that is a part of the Osharan stat block. Uh, so. Let's have, uh, so as her first action, uh, Averin is going to raise a data pad in her hand and pr- uh, grin wickedly and press a single clawed, uh, well, a single claw into the data pad. And one of these harvester arms is going to oh, no. move, swivel around and it is going to attack one of you. Let's see, who does she want to oh, attack? No. That's not randomly. Uh, so. A D10. Wrath will be 1, 2, catch 3, 4, Sloan 5, 6, and so on. I have rolled a 10, which means Gus, the arm on the back of this thing with the buzzsaw, is going to swivel around and attack Gus. But as this happens, uh, she lets out a menacing roar, almost like aura. You could call it aurora. Uh, and I need everybody in here. Uh, to make a will save against her frightening presence. And everybody in the air. Gus is oh, no. notoriously willful. Mm. Hey. All right. Is it mind affecting? Uh, we'll say yes. It's a 17. Oh, well then catch is safe. Catch has no mind. You wish, buddy. You're muted, Tom. Oh, uh, Auntie Nuna is going to need a save as well. Could I have one for her leave? Ooh. So, the only two to pass this easy 18 save were Sloan and Auntie Nuna. So, the three, plus one. Okay. the three of you are going to be fly, uh, shaken for 13 rounds as this dragon just so exudes menace as she enters the arena. And I think that's that's fair. That's fair to say. Is She's pretty menacing. Pretty frightening, you might say. And so you are shaken for 13 rounds. Now, Gus... Now that you are shaken, would you please make me a reflex saving throw as this uh, buzzsaw arm swings around at you? Ah, so uh, me being notoriously good at reflex, I am now 
slightly less good uh, because of the shaking condition. Uh, yeah, that's not going to make it. So you are going to take... Here, let me... Harvester Hack. You are going to take 25 points of slashing damage as this buzzsaw arm swings past and uh, catches you right in the gut. How much did you say? 25. Alright, I'm going to use my reaction to do defensive dispersal and negate 10 of that, and I'll take 15. Yeah, that's fair. Alright. So... Uh, I need to mark something else. All right. And... Duh. Good. Okay. And then as a standard action, uh, she is going to reach out. And No, she can't reach out. Uh, instead, she will breathe acid at both Sloan and Auntie Nuna in a 35-foot cone. Uh, oh, Captain no. Marayoth and, and her goon, killing her goon in the process? No, no, she's going to spread the fear. So, uh, you two, why don't you make me reflex saves, please, against this cloud of acid that bursts through the water. No! That's a natural toot. Toot, toot. Yeah, the operative failing a reflex save. That's always good. Uh, Leif, could I? Thank you. Um, Sorry, I forgot I was on to Nuna. He says. That's fine. Uh, Sloan, please take 28 points of acid damage uh, while Auntie Nuna will take 14. Nuna have any resistance I don't know about? 31. Uh, 28 acid. 28. So I believe you have inherent resistance to that as a uh, oh, it is an acid, yes. Uh, yes. So I'll take five less. What a pain in the ASMR. All right, so that is going to finally be the end of Avarin Sacrion's turn. Uh, the Kalo Mercenary is going to continue to flail at... Uh, mm, this time he's going to flail at Morayoth, uh, and it's almost like he's saying, give me my spear back, but of course you can't hear it. Uh, that, is, that is a natural two on the die. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. <laughs> I just on. imagine him, he's, he's just beating his fists against Marayoth's chest, just crying, give me my spear back. Chest? Chests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, an, anatomical representation of a chest. Uh, Marayoth, we are on to you. Uh, Marayoth will uh, ignore this killer um, and like rise up a little bit in the water and uh, throw shit. Uh, Director Aline, your project is going smoothly, I hope. We hope. Aline is not here. This is Avarin. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Your name is uh, Avarin. That was it. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and and insulting for Avarin, not even remembering her name when you work <laughs> with her. Uh, uh, oh, rude. Oh, so awkward. <laughs> uh, Avarin is going to uh, turn around, you know, her head swivels on her neck uh, and she uh, hisses and says over, over comms, I guess the Kalo could have been talking to you over comms this time as well, but uh, she'll say, I thought I recognized you. How many sentient swarms of bugs does one run into these days? I will enjoy bringing you down. 
for causing me all of this trouble. But how will you if you can't see? And then try to blind her and be real embarrassed if I miss. <laughs> you got this. Believe in you, Marius. But I'm shaken. I have a minus. Ooh, 23 versus KAC. Oh, plus one because of Get'em. 24. 20, uh, plus two plus from Get'em now. No, oh, 25. 25 versus KAC will beat her KAC. Yay! So so as as uh, she turns her head to look at Morath, Morath takes advantage of that and like uh, loops two beams of darkness right into her eyeballs. You're muted. Next turn, Morath, steal the data pad. That machine's gonna kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I right. should have done that. You're absolutely right. Uh, well, um, that is okay still a really good idea to blind the dragon. Always a good call. If you can blind yeah, the dragon, 100% go ahead. good call. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Gus, Barrett Sinclair. What would you like oh, to do? right. Don't forget your fast healing. Uh, thank you for reminding me, because I was going to forget, actually. I got a lot of balls in the air right now. Hey, Gray, I can help you out. Well, you also have a lot of balls, but I appreciate it. Uh, sorry, I, gu- I guess I'll also, while I have the opportunity, move a little bit over here to be harder to breathe on. I see. Right. Yes. I, I swim here, and this is purely for flavor. It is not one of my gear arrays, but as Gus swims forward, he's just going to kind of toss his angel wing into his other, his, his actual organic hand and a spike is going to grow from the palm of his of his mechanical prosthetic and he is going to attempt to jab it into the dragon so what part of this is not a gear array uh it's actually a augmentation oh cool <laughs> love that uh and I've, right. I've given it a little bit of name flavor but it's a venom spur I'm, I'm picturing oh, it as that. him injecting nanites into her body. Assuming I hit... I rolled? I clicked? You can hit. Let's see. I clicked Is it asking button. for a full attack? Uh, it's asking for a full attack. Why? I'm not seeing that anywhere. I just saw it on the Twitch stream. I mean, it's not showing up on my screen. I don't know. Let me try. There it is. Submit. What is going on? Huh. I don't know. Full attack. No. Submit. <laughs> I, I I deeply apologize, folks. Strength. Oh, that's okay. It's just going to make the build up even better when you hit, right? You can just roll the d20. I, yeah, yeah I roll could. it. I just don't know. I, like, I tested this before. I don't know why it's... Yeah, weird. All right. Um, well, it's a d20 plus 10. A 19, I'm assuming, is not going to hit KAC. Are you factoring in Ghetto? I did not. So. Are 21. you. And she is flat footed. With all of these things taken into account, that is a hit versus okay. flat footed. So it's 1d6 plus 10 piercing damage just from the spur itself. And. Where is it at? I, I again, I deeply apologize. Expected my macro to work. 
Oh, pardon me. That's okay. Uh, well, that works. It's a swift action, but only while you aren't holding anything in that hand. While extended, it's a one-handed basic melee, 1d6 piercing. Automatically injects venom into a struck target. An affected creature can attempt a fortitude saving throw DC 10 plus half my level plus my constitution modifier. So it's a DC 17 fortitude save, which it's a dragon. It's probably going to make uh, it. Let's, let's check the fortitude save. Yeah, fortitude's a pretty good save for her. But I'm talking hot flame. Oh, no, that's a save. Uh, she got a 19. Yeah. Save. So she succeeds at that saving throw, so no additional effects. Uh, on a, it just says make this save to resist the effects of the venom on a failed save they take 2d6 immediately and must attempt a new save every turn to continue taking damage so Gus was trying to inject his nanites into her body to ravage her from within but just stabbed her <laughs> okay well uh, you still did 15 points of piercing damage right 1d6 plus 10 yeah. so you're, uh, you're still coming out ahead on that hit not bad and we are on to round eight. Auntie Nuna, what do you do? Uh, um, maybe get the dragon and... Yeah, I'm going to keep getting the dragon and is going to, I suppose, attack as well. Because I don't know what else Nuna can you really do. Machine, since we haven't what? finished it. Attacking the machine is a full round action. Ah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be either hack the machine or get him. And I think. No, no, no. The get him is more important. I think get him and. Uh, this pistol here. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 26 to hit the AC for six fire damage. 26 for six fire damage. All right. And a get him. So six fire damage. Get him. Get him is uh, well renewed, and oh, <laughs> your nanite spur came through. <laughs> There's your nanite spur, Gus. Hey, <laughs> all right. I, I was that's testing cool. it. I pulled a block of text out, and for some reason that fixed it. So, well, that's fine. All right. So Nuna's turn is uh, so you can uh, technically do that. Get him as part of a standard action to attack. So you could take another move action if you like, uh, Leaf, because of improved get him allows you to attack and get him as a standard action. Nuna will fall back 15 feet. Just for oh, why you, sake. Why would you do that? Uh, oh, I Sloan, can't imagine why. Sloan Rider, it is now your turn. The dragon is no longer flat-footed. Yeah, she is. Wow. She's blind. Rude. I guess uh, we'll just have to flat-footed again. I forgot she's blind, so yes, you're correct. Uh, okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna move up here as I pull my knife. And shoot her again. Oh boy. Uh, hopefully her CR is less than 16. Uh, so 27 hit EAC for 20 fire damage. And left footed again. Correct. Until the start of my next uh, turn. Yeah. All right. Just keep piling those debuffs on. That is mm-hmm. that is a way to deal with the dragon. It is Catch's turn. Catch rolls another pronking natural 20. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Yes. Every side of this die is a twenty. On uh, yeah. Hey, okay. I'm not complaining. If it gets that machine shut down, <laughs> say that should be success number ten. Let's see what happens, guys. In fact, it is success number ten, and I don't remember who guessed it. I think it was Leif, but that's yes, nice. indeed, 
10 was the magic number as this machine comes shuddering to a halt as Ketch uh, forces one last uh, catastrophic failure and the lights go out, the arms fall limp to the ground. And tears streaming out of his face, but it's just like frustration tears, and he's just shoving rocks in different places until finally it catches. Morel says, Ooh, that's going to be expensive to replace. <laughs> the uh, uh, Averin growls and uh, will, uh, you know what? I don't even feel bad doing this anymore. She's just, she's gonna, uh, oh, she's blinded though. She's blind, yes. Ah, man, you don't know. All right, so let's see. Let's take that off because that's not gonna happen. But she can remove the blinded with a move action. As a a move action, yes. And I think she will, uh, she's gonna spend a move action to remove the blinded condition. And she's got two targets. This, this little Asimar, so, rudely ran up to her and then shot her. Uh, so she didn't like that, but then Gus also stabbed her with poison. So let's roll a d4. Gus is odd, Sloan is even. Uh, Gus is odd. We are going to take a single bite at Gus because we were blinded and spent it. Oh, thank goodness this is piercing damage. <laughs> oh, wait. What am I doing? No, I have spells. What are you talking about? Um, so she is going to instead... Uh, from two people? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Fine, she bites Gus. She'll <laughs> do it. She'll bite Gus. All right, Gus, that's a 33 versus your KAC for 18 <laughs> points of piercing damage. All right, so 12 piercing, subtract three, so nine piercing. All right, this Kayla mercenary, who I don't know why we haven't, why why he's still a thing, is going to punch Ketch, I guess. Uh, he rolls a d20. That's a 16 on the die. Ketch, what's your KAC? Um, my KAC is 18. Uh, that is going to be a hit. Uh, so we'll roll a d3. Tell me. Does he have improved unarmed attacks? No, of course he doesn't. So this is archaic. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, I wouldn't even bother rolling at that point. Well, archaic only reduces the first five points of your attack. So uh, he normally adds this much damage. So he's definitely going to do something to you. Uh, In fact, he rolls 12 points of archaic bludgeoning damage. So go ahead and take five off of that. You'll take seven points of bludgeoning damage as he manages to clock you over the head. And bad move, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is the Kalos turn. Moraoth, what would you like to do? Um, Moraoth will use move action to activate gravitic reinforcement. Sure of the saves. And then I just blind the dragon again. I was really happy with how last turn went, and I'd like it to happen again. Yeah, that's fair. If possible. Um, although alternatively, so she did have that data pad, but she didn't use it. She did. She used it for the arms. Uh, she, what you saw was she pressed the button and an arm swung around and hit Gus. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I missed that. Then I will try to take that, uh, data pad from her. Okay. Ooh. 
24 plus 2 for get him plus... That uh, beats your AAC. Okay. Yes. Oh, what is this? <laughs> a dead event flies out and... Um, uh, oh, yeah, I don't have a hand free. Actually, can I have sheathed my... Instead of turning on uh, saving throws, can I have stored the spear in my mass? I stored that spear a while ago, I thought. Yeah. No, I stored the spear. I didn't store the rifle, so store the rifle also. Fine. Okay. Then I don't have the saves, but I do have the data pad in hand. All right. So you have the data pad. Excellent. Uh, That is your turn. Gus, we are on to you, my friend. Uh, <clears throat> Gus is going to, uh, yeah, move up one, <laughs> guarded step forward one, now flanking, and using his organic hand, wielding the 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 rainbow steam cloud, is going to try and jam it into the dragon and burn it. Uh. 21 versus EAC. Uh, I did factor in get them and flanking already, but not oh. if they're blind or whatever's going on. Versus with that. flat-footed EAC. There we go. That is going to be a hit. 21 electric and fire damage. Ooh. Chipping away Your at this armor means nothing to our debuffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really doesn't. That's like a... a Cumulative plus six to that hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, counting flat-footed as a bonus, which I don't generally. Uh, right, so round nine. Auntie Nuna. Um, is going to do what she did last time. She's actually going to um, get him the dragon, but as a, as a... Let me see if I can do this. Get the dragon as a move action and then get him this guy as part of an attack? Is that kosher? I think that's how Liz was uh, doing too. Yeah. You can, so you can get him as a move action then then get him as an attack. Yes. So who do you want to get him as a move action? The dragon. Okay, dragon is get him. And then he you attacks this guy over here. Alright. Even if you miss the attack, the get him still happens though. I think. Yes. Uh, Alright. Auntie Nuna manages to put this guy out of his misery. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Sweet. As he falls, he says, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm still fighting. <laughs> All right. That's Auntie Nuna's turn. Uh, Sloan Rider, what do? Oh, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to trick attack with my micro scorch gun. A 19 hit flat-footed EAC. Because, yeah, a 17 is... 17 is definitely a hit. A 17 is, yes. Uh, so, 19 versus flat-footed EAC is going to be a miss. Oh, Did you, oh. oh that's beautiful damage. Should I re-roll that? There's yes. only a 6 on the die. Yes. How many re-rolls do we have left? Two. All right. I say do it. Yeah, go All right. right. I'm going to take the spare from Drunk Fat Ninja and see if we can roll better than a nine. Oh! Woof. Dog's dead. Dragon. You all see that? Yes. You've killed both the dragon and me. 
you probably haven't killed. You probably haven't killed the dragon unless you roll. No, I would. Ho- I would hope not. Uh, really seven well. and eighteen is twenty-five times two is fifty. Oh wait, we don't times two. Nah, roll the da- roll the damage again, please. Uh, let's see. I've got a d six there and three d eight. So plus yeah, four. Seven plus eighteen plus. D6 plus 3 plus my 3dh. So this is going to be all the damage. One roll is 40. Almost 50. Almost. Uh, you gotta hate it when the operative gets a crit as a GM. You have to hate it. It's, it's, it's real scary. Uh, that shot rocks this dragon. Rocks Averin, she does have a name. We keep just calling her this dragon. Uh, rocks Averin, uh, and she looks uh, for the first time very startled uh, as she did not expect that hit. And no, yeah, no, she, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a move action that you would like to take, Sloan? No, I will throw my move action in the trash. But I do apply flat footed again. Yes, oh, my next turn. I'll say. All right, catch. So, catch with his hand on the uh, the hand cannon revolver that he got from the last time to draw and shoot at this guy point blank. Uh, notices the guy kind of like do one of these little, uh, uh, and then like float to the bottom. Sees Auntie Nuna behind there, gives her a nod, and then just hand back off. Swings around to the dragon, and his horns begin to glow. And that's and that's his turn. All right. Uh, Abrin is, uh, uh, is uh, going to surprise you all uh, and raise a single hand and say, uh, listen, over comes, listen, I have a proposition for you. I can pay each of you 5,000 credits. In return, you leave the Brunari and any all evidence you've collected on this operation and the Aglians and sign a non-disclosure agreement. This is an all-or-nothing deal. This is her Sorry. attempt at a blender. Can't let you just walk all over the Aglians. Oh, actually, maybe if you wire us the credits first, we will do the rest of it. <laughs> she has a real good sense motive. Uh, <laughs> you gonna like a dragon? Grath has a point. That is a lot of money. I suppose if you were to wire it to us in advance, that's not very good at all. Uh, No. uh, This is negotiating the price of goods and services, I would say. (laughs) He is going to ignore you. uh, You all don't want to uh, don't want to play. And oh, you're not going to lose my for negotiating goods and services. She right, the the day, there. I just transfer her money. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because this is not this is not one of those things that you can bluff on. I'm sorry. Uh, um. So I could I could have her retreat and cast a spell. I haven't cast a single spell because I yeah, y'all just surrounded her so quickly. But I think what she's going to do instead is just lash out at everybody within reach with a multi attack. So, fair. Oh man, I just I, I forgot something. Uh, all right, so she is going to lash out. Uh, let's see, 
She has four of these. She's I forgot make... something, y'all. If you're shooting her, you get a plus one to shoot her because I have coordinated shot now. Oh, nice. I'm, I'll add that to my abilities. Oh, man, that would have meant that Nick didn't re-roll that hit because it would have been a hit. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have turned it into a crit. Damn it. All right. Sorry. So, oh, well. Uh, fine. All right. Not going to draw this out any longer. Gus, you are taking uh, one attack. Sloan, you are taking two attacks. And Ketch, you are taking uh, the last attack. So I'm saying that out loud. So this way I know who to give these attacks to. Ooh, that is going to be a critical hit. You want to know who it's on? Gus? Yeah. Not Gus. It is, in fact, on Sloan Rider. No. So, oh, no. Probably that's probably Let's let's reserve these. Uh, let's resolve these in order, though. Nineteen versus Gus's cack. This. All right, uh, Gus, you are going to take uh, no damage. Uh, Sloan, you are going to take a total of thirty-six points of damage <laughs> from this critical hit. And then, uh, how how's Sloan looking? This is fine. Woof. Everything is fine. <laughs> oh, I believe it. That's a good bluff roll. Um, I don't know if Havern <laughs> believes it though. Uh, as she takes a third, uh, her third attack. That was a claw. She rakes a claw across your chest, and uh, we see blood flash in the water. And uh, but then she is. I think I do. I don't know. You. I mean, you do. You're the GM. Gus doesn't mm-hmm. see it. Sloan covers it. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets a so that's a miss on the third attack and a 19 to hit catch with uh, versus KAC just hit please take 14 points of uh, blood actually damage you know what this is a really good time to, to use a thing that I have oh um, I just took a bunch of damage oh, and I, I already made the uh, the bluff check I will um, allow it correctly. falls down dead. Oh no, Captain! No! Uh, and this is, uh, the DC is equal to 10 plus your opponent's total sense motive, skill bonus, or 15 plus one and a half times the opponent's CR, whichever is higher. All right. Um... You said uh, 10 plus sense motive or 15 t- plus one and a half times CR? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Or it believes I am dead. Do we get perception checks too? You have I'll to. Allow uh, you to it, two. it doesn't say anything about my allies. No, no, it doesn't. So you know what? I'm going to let this, I'm going to let this hang. Um, that bluff check is not enough. Uh, oh no! I'll I'll say uh, Drunk Fat Ninja just gave you a plus one. If you use that plus one, you oh, will... I'm totally using that plus one. Don't die. Just do a murder. Yeah, I'm gonna Thanks, use it to die, Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, so dead. going blatantly against one of our biggest fans' wishes, you <laughs> die with this plus one. Um, and. Dead. Um, Averin, Averin looks uh, looks at all of you, uh, blood dripping off of her claw, and grins a terrible grin. 
And that Kalo is dead. Maria, what do you do with this? Oh dear. Uh, uh, Maria, so look at the data pad that they stole. And is there any? Are there any easy buttons on there that they can press without making an engineering check? Uh, no. Seems to. Uh, it was open to a program that seems to have gone dark. Uh, seems Makes like sense. lost connection to the harvester. Oh, that. Oh, right. Oh, man, I really shouldn't have bothered grabbing that data pad. All right. Um, uh, then Reyes will uh, shoot. Yeah, well, I'll just try to blind her again. That worked last time. Maybe it will work again. You can only hope. You can only hope. Uh, ooh. Well, 20 versus um, plus two for get him is 22. Plus one for coordinated shot is 23. And she's flat-footed. And it's flat-footed. Against- that will indeed blind her. Yay! Right. Uh, she is... Our powers are mine. Gus. Gus spends... I gotta... Actually, I gotta deactivate flanking. Gus spends his last nanite surge... And he throws his angel wing into the, into in, above him, and it just disperses into a cloud of like rainbow particles. And then he lunges forward, and as a swift action, he manifests his drill, and he just pushes it into the dragon. Ooh. Finishing with the signature weapon. 24 versus KAC plus I don't know what all's going on with the dragon exactly, but 16 piercing damage. There's a lot of of (laughs) status icons on that dragon there, and it is a good thing that does indeed hit. Gus, Jet, would you please describe how you finish off Avarin Sacrion? I... I picture its head's up here, so I don't go for that. I go for its body. I go right into its breastbone, and I just... Just boring in this billowing cloud of red blood. Just... You can't even really see Gus anymore. There's just these, like, purple-blue teal flashes as the drill is just lighting up from within because it's this no-qual drill, and he's just boring into her heart. (laughs) You killed my captain! Yeah, and uh, green acidic blood starts uh, spattering out, and you connect with the heart, and all of a sudden, her body just goes limp. She collapses uh, and begins to just float there, uh, oddly serenely in the water, yet a little morbid. And thus does Avarin Sacrion pass. Float up with one eye. Is it dead? <laughs> oh, hooray! Gus is... Remember when Gus got confused and y'all ran away? That's happening, but he's inside the body now. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? Like He's just going berserk in there. Oh, no! Oh, oh no. I guess you can... She is okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, out is telepathic. I'm actually. <laughs> mostly okay. There's a big... The hole is real. Help. Mm, that is uh, a lot of blood. Uh, Gus will climb out of the corpse and swim over to his captain and sur- the the drill will disperse into a cloud of nanites and he will he will surround her in this cloud and he will do he will treat deadly wounds on his captain. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm assuming we're still shaken though. Uh, for another 13 
14 rounds. I think I said yeah. like 17 well, rounds before. Here goes. I only have to hit a DC 20. Uh, but I critically oh, succeed. Yeah. Uh, so I successfully treat deadly wounds. And it's been a while since I've done that. So I will look that up now. I just know the DC off the top of my head. It's, uh, you get plus your, I believe you treat it as plus your con mod for, uh, because of your nanosite knack. Yeah, yes. Uh, well, it doesn't say that, so it might still be my intelligence unless you want to rule that because I substitute con mod for the skill, I can substitute my con mod uh, for treat deadly wounds. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's treat it as int mod for now. That's, um, but... So it's your int mod plus uh, Sloan's character level in hit points okay. back. So, yep, plus your character level plus two, so eight hit points. Not a ton, but... Not bad. All That's right. five times the hit points I had a minute ago. <laughs> oh, you boy. How many hit points did I reduce you to? Two. Oof, man. This close. I was like, you know what? Actually, on second thought, I'm going to use that bluff to feign death instead of to <laughs> pretend I'm okay. Let's pretend I'm not okay. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you pretend that you're okay, but you're not okay. Um, you single-bodied organisms have a lot more blood. It's like all blood in there. How do you even move around? <laughs> you're right, Marath. It is all... <laughs> all blood. I'm just going to close my eyes for a minute. Alright. And and Sloan closes her eyes for, in fact, ten minutes. Yeah. I think we all need to close our eyes for about ten minutes. Gus is pretty yeah, fine. That, that was pretty rough. Yeah, if not for Gus's uh, if not for Gus's fast healing to stamina, I think I would have most of you in stamina points. Uh, or into uh, hit points, rather. The, that defensive dispersal and the the and the regeneration are clutch with the temp hit points yep. on top. But yeah, uh, especially as the only front line. Well, while Sloan yeah, is recovering, true. Gus is. I think I got to so few hit points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. As as the primary, probably primary frontliner. Uh, yeah. uh, Gus is going to be holding his captain like bridal style. <laughs> Sloan's asleep. Yeah, that's fair. You took a you took Sloan a closer eyes. Uh, do, do we think that the harvester is uh, permanently disabled? Catch. I don't know about permanently, but we can make it that way. <laughs> Does it have a yeah. reactor core? Wait. Let's detonate that. <laughs> Now, remember that you don't want to let loose a whole bunch of radiation and stuff. Oh, well, I don't know what's powering it. Maybe it just had, like, a hypercapacity uh, capacitor or something. You you are able to, uh, now that you're not under as much of a time constraint, uh, not that you knew you were under a time constraint before, you're able to more uh, permanently sort of disable this thing, rip some more of the arms off, uh, get in there mess with the wiring yeah we take out all of the stuff that would be like dangerous to the ocean and the environment and then we leave the rest to turn back into a reef love it yeah okay let's go report on a job well done and just out of curiosity because i'm that you know kind of player what would have happened if we didn't stop it in time uh so you would so like say um if it's still active during the fight 
uh, Abrin would have been able to continue using that. It uh, it recharged on a D4, so uh, she could she could continue using the harvester. You all just managed to shut it down uh, after she used it the first time. So Got it. that was not a one-off uh, attack. It was more contingent upon the fact of how well you all did before she got there. So uh, beyond that, uh, I don't. It would have it would have mowed down the Agamemnon's forest if you all weren't here. So that that was a big thing that you all did. So now, uh, before you all leave the area, I imagine you might take a look at the loot on these people. Uh, Avarin doesn't actually have a whole lot on her. She has an underwater Apelian laser pistol with two high capacity batteries, an Abadar Core travel suit, silver and an opulent timepiece in the pocket of that uh, travel suit with uh, worth 10,000 credits. What about those uh, Kalo? I'll take Kalo. that laser pistol. I figured you would. That is a level 9 laser pistol. Uh, because guess what CR Averitt was? She was a CR 9 dragon. What? Goodness yeah. gracious. So, yeah. Who comes in after you're, you know, chewed up by the harvester and pummeled by the Kalo, and then she comes in all fresh faced and gets to breathe acid on you. So then you got four sets of the Kalo, uh, the Kalo set: graphite carbon skin, underwater frostbite, clad zero rifle, and an underwater uh, Sopranino. It is yes, a Sopranino singing spear. That is uh, a mistake in their loop sheet uh, on the PDF. So. You've defeated the Harvester. You have ended the Harvest of Entha for now. Uh, what would you all like to do next? Go talk to the Aglians. Yeah. All right. Gus will oh. carry Sloan uh, back to the Aglians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the good news is these these five people came here in wave cutters, so you now have transportation once more. Oh, right. Right. These have- wave cutters came directly here as opposed to traveling all over Entha's good blue earth oceans, good blue waters. So uh, you get back to the Aglian uh, settlement colony in much shorter order than before. Uh, and uh, they they all sort of swarm around you and you feel, you know, a lot of a lot of the concept of curiosity, because remember, each Aglian represents a single concept. Curiosity, anger, fear, retaliation, trust. So many curiosity Aglians uh, swarm you all. And uh, becomes a bit overwhelming before love, danger, trust approaches you and says, Was it successful? I imagine since you all are here, but I did not want to assume a trail off. Yes, the harvester was destroyed. They, uh, they, their, their, co- their collective immediately disperses uh, into the surrounding collectives, and uh, the news starts spreading rapidly uh, before they reform, and all of the collectives around them begin dancing around and forming, uh, shifting from. Uh, hard angular shapes into spherical shapes and back and forth and back and forth uh, and love danger trust reforms and says this is excellent news thank you so much uh, travelers you are indeed a friend to the aglians there is uh bad news though the the uh harvester and the dragon who was operating it are members of a 
larger organization that we are uh, familiar with <laughs> called Edgecore. It is possible that they could uh, make another one. Mm. They form an angular shape. Is there anything that can be done about this? We do not... We are not familiar with your ways and the ways of the wider galaxy. They probably yes. know that. Maybe. There is uh, an organization dedicated to finding uh, particularly atypical life forms, the Xeno Wardens. We have interacted with them in the past for obvious reasons. It is possible that they could be uh, alerted to your existence here if you are willing to let us make your existence here known. Yeah, and uh, Shan will... They'll contemplate this and Shan will jump in uh, and say, uh, yeah, I uh, I had actually had plans uh, before they even got here, although I'm not try I uh, thank the gods that they got here, but before they got here, my plan was to uh, collect evidence and bring it to the Xeno Wardens and uh, sort of make a case for y'all to be left alone or or what whatnot. They they have a lot of they have a lot of experience sort of gumming up the works for big companies stomping on the little guy and stuff like that when it comes to environmental stuff. So I was thinking, uh, I, we've got plenty of evidence. Uh, she gestures to you know the data pad that Marayoth has and uh, the the other stuff that you all have collected. Um, and you all are the best evidence that the company shouldn't be on this planet. So that's the plan. We're gonna we're gonna bring this to the attention of the Xeno Wardens and try and get you all some some rights. Uh, does that sound good? And uh, the Lo uh, Love Danger Trust will think and uh, remain silent. Mermeriath uh, will add, uh, add uh, incidentally, if this helps make your choice, uh, if you are sufficiently curious about the greater galaxy, the Xeno Wardens could help you learn more about it. And this would be, and by learning more about the galaxy, you can increase their sympathy for your continued survival. Mm more thinking uh they uh eventually return to the conversation and say uh we think that this is probably the best plan of action to make ourselves known uh if even only on a small scale these xeno wardens do they have much how, how far away are they do they have jurisdiction over these this area of the galaxy. They... This is the vast. It is not... Uh, it is ruled by whoever takes it. Edgecore currently controls this planet, but they... are... can be influenced by other powerful factions in the galaxy. Like a collective built of different uh, different concepts. Yes. There are a lot of collectives out there. Mm. And many well, of them are spread much further apart than you are. Well, 
we must rely on your expertise, ultimately. They flash from uh, into angular, then into uh, spherical. Um, we will follow your advice in this. Uh, I do, we do not know whether the Aglians will want to leave Entha and explore the wider galaxy. We have some, well, a large dependency on the magic of our home. But that is not to say that it could not happen. It is. It is, of course, your choice. But the galaxy is quite nice when you see it. We do... Uh, uh, oh, what was it? Idea, communicate, trust, uh, will approach and say, we do have some amount of curiosity for what goes on beyond this planet if the means were to appear. So, yes. yes, reach out to these Xeno Wardens, and we will do our best to survive until they come to our aid. Okay. It sounds, it, it sounds like you all have disabled the company's harvester. It will be difficult for them to recover from this. It will not happen soon. Harvesters are expensive. Many resources. Yes. All right. Then it sounds like what you're telling us is that you have saved us. So we must thank you once again, friends of the Aglians. You will always be welcome here should you return. And the uh, the Aglians will, uh, the Collectives will all sort of form in a large ring around uh, all of you. And they're, they, they almost form like a, a super collective, uh, like a giant ring around all of you where there's, it's, you can't tell where one collective ends and the next begins. Uh, and you just feel a thrumming uh, sensation of emotions and concepts of fear trepidation, but also gratitude and uh, happiness and uh, hope. So that is that is that. You have with a new race, which is pretty cool. Gus starts yeah. crying again. <laughs> oh. Ketch remembers the pink crystals that we have in our bags. Are they worth money? Oh, you know they are, my friend. Okay, then uh, never mind. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we will we will uh, fade out on uh, on that scene of the Aglians uh, swimming around, forming a, a giant, a super collective uh, in harmony around. And Marioth can like dance with them since they've learned the moves. Yeah, yeah. Marioth does the dance. Marioth knows the moves. Yeah, and. Uh, that is where we will fade out. We fade back in on you all arriving back at Elysia, I imagine. Yes, because that is that is where you left the severance package. So, uh, you are, um, for your purposes, my friends, uh, catch, I imagine you're, you're in your little torpedo mini-sub because you have five wave cutters, and there's six of you, including uh, Shan. Yes, indeed. So, yep. Yeah. 
So, uh, catch in your in your travels, you maybe take out some of that pink stone. You are able to discern that this pink stone is probably going to be worth about a thousand credits per bulk, uh, that, and you received seven bulk of it. So, for your thanks, uh, Tom, for letting me do mining. <laughs> Hey, no problem, man. That that would have... So, peek behind the curtains. Uh, The Kayla would have arrived uh, sooner, normally, if you took that extra two bulk. Uh, You could get five bulk without making them arrive sooner. Uh, But, you know, you got to reward creative thinking and stuff like that. And I think that was a... That was was a good idea to use your uh, profession minor in that regard. So, it takes you all about an hour or so to uh, get back to Elysia. Luckily for you, you got those wave cutters, which makes this all a whole lot easier and with it, uh, does not force you all to drive yourselves to exhaustion as it is nighttime. It's been a really long day. Sloan got the fleam kicked out of her. Uh, all of you are just looking pretty rough. Upon arriving back at Elysia, you find little to no upset. Uh, no one here seems to know what has happened. Uh, in fact, do any of you in character have a guess as to why this might be? Uh, dragon, dragon, bad, dragon. Doing it in, or she did all this in secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that is, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. So, um, go ahead and make me a wisdom check to see if you, uh, if, if we get sort of, you know, the specifics on this. So I got a whole 16 on a wisdom check. Yeah. Nice. Look at how wise you are. Uh, yeah. I got a 15 on the die, so I got 15. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, Sloan, Ketch, and Moreoth are all able to deduce that, yeah, uh, Avarin probably didn't tell anybody exactly where she was going. She seems to be a very hands on kind of boss, a very micromanagey. Uh, and also a bit paranoid, especially from what Moreoth knows of their history. So it is likely that Avrin had utter confidence in her ability to take care of you all, foolish as that was, ultimately. That combined with wanting to keep rumors from getting out about what could be happening out in the Shadow Sea with the Aglians meant that she seems to have not left any, you know, if I'm not back in X hours kind of instructions. So, yikes for her. Hmm. Is there some so, way we can take advantage of this, Captain? Hmm. It's a good question, Mary. Maybe uh, spread rumors that are false, but harmful to Edgecorp. Murayoth, you have her data pad. Can you issue orders? It is locked. Oh! Locked? Can somebody do something about that? Looks meaningfully at Ketch. Sure. Ketch wants to make me a computer's check on that datapad. We give Ketch the datapad. Oh, gross, I rolled a two on the die. Toot toot! Oh Uh, no, do we still have a reroll? We We do still have a reroll. Use it. We'll use it. That's a 33. Much better. Much better. <laughs> but that's uh, not how it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ketch, you're able to hack into this data pad. It seems to have 
Uh, well, it had that program for uh, hacking the harvester and sort of taking manual control. Uh, it has some information on uh, wildlife surveys of the Shadow Sea and the presence of the Aglians, um, as well as, uh, yeah, I mean, it's her personal data pad, so she's logged into her email account and stuff like that on it, if that's what y'all are looking for. Ooh, yes. Send deceptive emails. Chaos! I will allow you to send Chaos is getting email. really into this chaos angle, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Use He's reply all! Drone. <laughs> oh no, you're using reply all when it's not appropriate to! <laughs> the worst! Send oh, all boy. the emails and comic sans! <laughs> no. Probably since we're Should- in... We're, just, we're about to have to call for a for an alignment check, I think. Are there any <laughs> in, incriminating emails in there? Should we should we copy those? Send them to news agencies or something? Is there that demonstrated might... knowledge of the destruction of sentient species that we could make public? Absolutely we should, if there is. That will help in your case with the Xeno Wardens. So I think that's uh yeah that's all right so so we do that we cover those emails but then we also send conflicting commands to all of her direct subordinates telling each of them that they gave um that they are in charge and that they gave false commands to the other subordinates oh (laughs) no and then we put an extended out of office on her calendar (laughs) perfect all right good yes excellent so um with a note saying that uh i'm going to be in the vast and totally unreachable for three months i'm leaving on the sufferance package (laughs) that way we're cleared to go and we clear ourselves to leave ah well it's funny you say that you get back to the severance package and you find it with a large clunky device applied to one of its engines uh, go ahead and make me a culture and or engineering check. That's a boot. Like, a boot on us. They totally, put a, they totally put a boot on you. That's a grav lock. Uh, it is effectively a boot, but for starships. Uh, you know that they often come with a computer on board so that the user can lock, unlock them, and can be hacked into. Or failing that, just physically broken off of the ship if you're uh, strong enough. So... Catch takes oh it my off. God. I can thing off my ship. All right. <laughs> what? Four, five nat twenties. Like, yeah, that's like four I, nat twenties. It's at least seven now, guys. I don't know. It's this is ridiculous. we're doing great today. We're on fire. Yeah, yeah, you're crushing it. So, uh, as as you all are eyeing this device and catch begins to get to work, uh, you hear a familiar voice behind you all. Now, what do you all go and do this time? Uh, you, start, you turn to see the crew of the Wintermorn, uh, Neva at their head. Dizzy and Jinx, each smile and wave at all. Uh, Nimalith looks bored as usual when she's not killing things, and Neva looks curiously at uh, your crew. Catch surprise oh, you know. really hard, Fair completely hug. in vain to hide the, the, the grav boot from, from Dizzy. <laughs> Bear hug. Bear hug, Neva. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We got Just wrap it up a job. Uh, so Neva will uh, address Gus, but everybody can hear this. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter for comms, but nothing concrete. Now, what I know about you all uh, tells me that your crew were probably in the mix somewhere. 
So, uh, what did you all get up to on 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 Entha? Us? Uh, we we would never. Captain, oh, you know we invite him in nice. for lunch. <laughs> we can talk over lunch. <laughs> Another natural twenty this time on Sloan's Bluff. Us, we're totally we're totally innocent. Just just wrapping up a job. I don't know what you mean, Diva. Fine, don't tell your friends how what all the cool flame that you got up to on the planet then. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to invite him in for lunch because I figure that way we could talk away from prying eyes. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, so you uh, you can uh, she'll she'll accept your invite to lunch. And um, what are you uh, what are you making them for lunch? Uh, uh, as long as of course the crew is. I think it's going to be. Apple. Like a like, it's gonna be like seafood style, but obviously Gus is not using any meat products, so it's probably like locally sourced seaweed, synthetic proteins, stuff like that. Just trying to do various seafood dishes. I personally am not super up on seafood. Hey Nick, hey Nick, it's ninety. It's all ninety percent protein anyway. Yeah, well, it'll be <laughs> yeah. As much locally sourced material, and then like not actual animals used in it. Uh, some probably some sort of chowder, some uh, like sushi, like vegetarian sushi, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and I think Gus is actually going to try. He's going to dress up fancy in his actual chef's outfit. He's going to put seating arrangements, and I think Dizzy is going to coincidentally be seated next to Catch. <laughs> Cool, cool. All right. So, uh, you all, we, I guess, we smash cut to you all eating lunch in the galley. Uh, uh, well, it's like nighttime, actually, so it's probably not lunch. Dinner. Well, it's probably, yeah. it's probably whatever. Uh, Gus would be making lunch food, but it'd be dinner, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe picnic style in the hold. Sure. So, we cut to you all eating uh, in the cargo hold, uh, which is bigger, bigger on the inside. And um, so we go around each, uh, you know, each pairing that has sort of fallen together and formed. Um, we see uh, Neva talking to Gus and saying, well, I can see the company uh, saw fit to try and keep you all here. So uh, clearly from what I've learned about these folks recently, on top of the fact that I generally hate them, uh, this means that you've got to get out of here lickety split. Yeah, uh, of course, after uh -oh. you make us this delicious lunch sort dinner, of I guess we we kind of have the keys to the kingdom right now I think we oh, we really did to send well a few hey. emails guys. for the time uh, being no one's going to be suspicious well at the very least let me run some interference with the uh, with, with the folks here uh, tie them up you know pull the winter morn in front of your ship so uh, you all can you all can actually get that boot off without the uh, traffic control seeing you removing the boot because I don't care what what you what you told them if you remove the boot that was put there they're probably going to get a little suspicious right? Fair enough. We were just going to fly away real fast. Well, in this this slick little ship, you'll be out of here faster than those ne those negotiator class uh, ships can even turn. So, yeah, I don't know. You all are fine. You don't need our help. <laughs> uh, it's always so, appreciated, uh, though. But anyway, she uh, she'll slide a data pad across the table uh, towards Sloane. Uh, she says, uh, "I should do some digging of my own." 
uh, you know, they, they had me here uh, advising and contracting on a mining operation, which uh, didn't feel great. I managed to uh, get some info off of their servers and stuff like that. So you all seem like the right folks to handle this info. I think it might help for whatever case you're trying to make against the company here. Ooh. So uh, she mm-hmm. will, she passes you another data pad with more information on the company to hand over to the Xena Wardens. Yes, yes. Litigation. Uh, so the meal will, uh, the meal will end up, uh, like finish up and Neva will grasp Gus's prosthetic arm saying, uh, Hey, big guy, uh, you keep me in the loop if your crew ever needs help on something, yeah? Always. I mean, you're on the family chat now. <laughs> she uh, briefly grimaces and says, Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one option, but uh, maybe, give, give me a call, too. Send me a vid message, something in addition to that. Uh, luckily, she okay. doesn't know is that she has that chat muted. Yeah, yeah, that chat know, is 100% super muted. Yeah, yeah, that chat. Uh, I think yeah. I think Nuna gave her a bot to just give out like automated <laughs> responses. Is what I remember. Yeah, yeah. If I remember right, correctly, right. when you God, I don't want that bot. That was a thing. Uh, um, so uh, Jinx, meanwhile, will sl- sign uh, to Sloan. I thought you told. I thought I told you to keep your head down and stay out of trouble here. Give me Christ. Trouble? I mean, I I tried my best. Jigs. You know, it just seems to find me no matter what I do. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm sure you did fine out there. Dare I say the uh, infamous Sloan Rider might be showing her heart of gold a bit more these days. Oh, don't you start. Better watch out or you'll earn a reputation for being a good person. Not a scoundrel who goes ripping off uh, every trader this side of the galaxy. He wings. Uh... Dizzy and uh, Digit will, uh, you know, turn to slow, uh, catch, saying, "You all have given me a lot to think about. I have. Uh, I'm assuming that you all have generally shared some of the stories from your from your adventures. Despite, yeah, yeah, despite, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, around public, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have never been a fan of violence. Uh, Captain Neva always lets me stay out of any scraps we get into, as I." Uh, have generally not been able to bring myself to hurt anyone, but what the company did here was evil. And you all managed to save a new species while not doing any more damage than you had to. Uh, that combined with what happened in COM 93, I admire the way you all handle yourselves, and it has given me much to think about. Um, uh, yeah, well, you know. Oh, sorry, go on. No, please. You catch what I just say, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I kind of, I, I get where you're coming from, uh, but you know, there's plenty of non-lethal ways you can, uh, here, and he, he actually will give Dizzy uh, a couple of his, um, sticky bomb grenades and flash grenades because they're basically becoming useless at this point. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> you can, do, you can totally use, uh, these, uh, these will blind or make people stuck in place, you know, uh, you can also, uh, get, and he, he'll pull up on, like, a data pad, some of the non-lethal weapon options. Just uh, a mercy fusion, man. Or, or, yeah, and yeah. of course, the, the mercy fusion, yeah. Although, if he, if he, if they're objected to, like, violence, not just killing people, mer- mercy is still violence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're still shooting someone with a gun. So, so they go through like kind of non-violent options, including even though I'm uh, very 
loathe to mention it, the uh, the shield gun. <laughs> um, it's a great idea. It just, it's a great idea. It's yes. Poor execution. It doesn't that's work. All. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Um, they will uh as as the conversation turns to like different weapon modifications or different weapons, they'll uh they'll like snap their claws and say, Oh, and how'd that new grip work out? Uh bet that sucker stayed in your hands no matter what. Fantastic stuff, right? Oh yeah, you bet. Uh, sorry, guys, I don't know why I'm devolving into a Midwestern accent. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Oh, yeah. oh sure. gee golly, yeah. <laughs> oh, those guys didn't know what to do. Sure, sure, betcha. Oh, boy. Uh, want to come over for a casserole? <laughs> yes, Midwestern techno babble ensues. Uh, and the camera quickly pans away yeah, from that yeah. nightmare. Um, <laughs> lastly, uh, Nemolith will saunter over to both Auntie Nuna and Moreoth and say... Uh, Look at them all. The writers made three perfect matches between our crews, either by backstory or interests, and that leaves us here like we're back at the eighth grade dance and everyone else has partners except for us. Oh, it's all right. I feel like I got plenty of focus this episode. Ah, <laughs> oh, so you see different realities as well. Interesting, interesting, darling. Uh, you see, I'm a witch warper, so uh, it's, it's, all, it's all sort of... gets a bit mixed up sometimes. Uh, are there any universes real anymore? Are there any universes where there's like sixty thousand of you and you sort of form together to make a collective? No, I I, I can't say I I've seen those ones. Before. Oh, all right. I guess we have nothing in common. Well, I mean, <laughs> you you wouldn't happen to be a, a follower of my lord Zan Kuthan, would you? Oh, tell me about Zan Kuthan. Tell us about Zan Kuthan. She goes on and on about, uh, you know, the glory of uh, pain and envy and loss and uh, reveals herself to be a devout follower of the god of uh, the god of darkness. Mm. Are those negative symbols that usually warn you away from certain activities? Well, there is a certain beauty to suffering, darling, you see. So I, I have I have embraced it as opposed to... Uh, shied away, as many mm. people do. Does that mean you sometimes don't eat, even though you're hungry? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, that is a common a common uh, form of worship among our people. But if you keep doing that, don't you die? Wait. Does this mean anorexics are just worshippers of Zonkathon? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think we should make that correlation. Um... She'll she'll uh, say to Mareoth, uh, "Well, eventually I have to, I have to uh, feed myself. Yes, but uh, there are other ways of causing suffering, both in myself and others." You mean other worshippers of Zonkuthan? Does she Some wear a hair I... shirt? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Uh, with that, with that lovely conversation, uh, it is time to leave Entha with Shan and a load of juicy data that will hurt the company's interests here. Uh, you are indeed able to, with Ketch's uh, phenomenal computers check, able to hack that boot right off. Uh, how about that? And uh, speak of Midwestern, bad Midwestern accents that bleed into Canadian accents sometimes. Uh, 
the goblins, uh, Flea Grebe, Goog, and Rattlesnarp all come scurrying up to you once you break atmosphere and enter the drift. I hate the captain, says Goog. He'll be happy to know that we defended the severance package while you all are gone. Do a, an overzealous salute. Um, good, good job. Thanks, guys. From oh, yes. what? There were at least, oh, Flea Grebe uh, will say, there were at least seven Kalo that came on board to unload the ship. Uh, once they realized that the ship was a little weird, though, they tried to get past the cargo bay, but we stopped them. Catch, catch to the other well two. Done. Catch to the other two. We'll, like give them a pair of like get them each in a headlock and give them noogies and be like, "That's my little guys." Rattlesnarp will uh, snort at Flea Reeb, saying, "It was only three Kalo Flea Reeb. Why are you exaggerating so much? It was really no big deal. No, no different than defending the the old junk pile back on Absalom." Uh, and they will each go into uh, the story of the defense of the severance package, also known as Ship Alone. <laughs> so Goog was the one to notice the uh, the Kalo poking around uh, beyond the cargo bay first, and as such, notify the other two goblins over comms. We see Flea Grieve and Rattlesnarp sort of asleep on their own individual bunks, taking midday naps. Uh... Flea Green falls out of her bed at the noise of the commune going off, and the two grimly read the message, then grab some supplies. We fade to black. Three Kalo prowl through the ship, clearly looking for any marvels on the scale of the null space cargo hold. Indeed, they did notice that this ship is a little odd. But, again, similar to uh, Averin wanting to keep word down low, uh, it's safe to assume that Aline probably didn't tell anybody that the ship has, uh, the, the Oliphant was uh, stolen or a failure. Probably brushed it off somehow. So anyway, nobody really knows about this ship. They just know it's weird. They approach the Y intersection at the en- uh, the engineering bay, if you can picture it in your head, uh, and agree to split up with one going up the hover lift to the second floor of the ship, the third one. To cover more ground. Of course, yes. Very important. Always split the party. Halo notice. The first Kalo enters the medical lab, uh, glancing around the room suspiciously. He takes a step into the room, then promptly falls backwards as he slips in a puddle of grease. Uh, Goog leaps out from his hiding space and swings a large syringe downwards at the Kalo, piercing his armor and injecting him with an unknown substance. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> no. <laughs> he the Kalo's first-person view as his vision begins to swim and then suddenly turns upside down. The Kalo begins to panic, crying out for help. But no help comes as we cut to the tech workshop where the next Kalo has entered. This Kalo begins poking through the various implements laid out on the workstations, curiously, lifting up a metal plate uh, and finding nothing but a half-eaten sandwich under it. He snorts, then suddenly is blinded as a paint of can is dropped over his visor from above. He struggles with his helmet trying to clear his vision so that he can see, but is clotheslined by one of the mechanical arms on the assembly at the center of the room. The mechanical arm pushes him onto a table uh, and holds him in place across the chest. Fleagreeb cackles maniacally, leaping down to begin tying him up. And also injects him with something. (laughs) He was in the medical lab! Oh, alright, I got it. That makes sense. The third Kalo uh, sends a message over his comm unit saying to the others, Oh, wow! They have a holographic amusement chamber! These things are wicked cool! Uh, He steps into the room, uh, unwittingly tripping a wire that had been laid across the ground. Uh, 
The wire runs to a large ball hovering above the controls to the hack, and upon tripping, the ball drops, hitting the controls and turning the chamber's simulation. Once more, we see the visages of the kids' show, Skitter Soldiers, New Friends of Destruction, come alive in this room. They all aim their rifles at the Kalo as he looks around in bewilderment, and Rattlesnarp comes out from his hiding spot on the other side of the room. Ah, you have triggered my trap, and now you will pay the price as my hard light holograms pommel you into submission! The goblin cackles wildly as the Skittermanders and their best commander all descend on the Kalo. Their dogecoes rising and falling him, knocking out, uh, knocking him out with brutal efficiency. And uh, after that, we just took him back to the edge of the cargo bay, closed the doors, and put a lock on all entry points on the ship. Couldn't stop him from putting that grav lock on from in there, uh, from in here, though, Captain. Sorry. Oob bows his head. That's just fine. Catch took care of it. You guys did great. <laughs> we really should have tried locking the doors the first time, though. Well, they were, they had to unload, they being the Kalo, had to unload your, uh, your cargo bay. Oh, oh high five. fives them all. Yeah. <laughs> so, you all enter the drift, and, uh, some days in We give the goblins a raise. You give the goblins a raise. What are you paying them, anyway? Uh, Not enough. Crap. We double the bearing. Board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rolling board, that's fair. Uh, we saved them from the junk heap, remember? Yeah, they were like, "Please take us with you." Tom, before I forget, I need to look at my adrenal gland. <laughs> you do, and that does happen. Uh, there is a solution to this okay. uh, that involves you not losing the adrenal gland, but uh, we will go over the mechanics of that uh, next time. So, you all enter the drift, and some days into the journey, uh, you receive a message from Tarika. Uh, can I presume that you told her, you sent her a little, you know, message saying, got Shan, abandoned. Shan is safe. Yes, yes. Excellent. Um, all right, so Tarika will appear on the bid screen in this video. As ever, she fiddles with her oversized wrench, avoiding eye contact with the camera this time. Uh, thank you, uh, all of you, for retrieving Shan. She's clearly both emotional and uncomfortable with the fact that she is so emotional. I, uh... I don't know what I would have done, and I don't know what what I can do to repay you all. Uh, this is not something I'm used to. Uh, normally folks owe me uh, for setting them up with jobs and such, so uh, all I can say is, and she uh, looks directly into the camera, thank you so much for getting my baby girl back. Uh, she clears her throat, misty-eyed, and holds up a data pad in view of the camera. Now. I know I said I uh, don't know how I can pay repay y'all, but I have something that might make a pretty good start. I've got the job of the century lined up for you, and I think it's going to be enough to make us all rich enough to retire. Why don't you uh, head on back to Absalom Station, because uh, we've got things to discuss that shouldn't be said over comms. And uh, Shan, my girl, I cannot wait to see you again. And uh, she will sign off. What is retire? Something we're not doing anytime soon. And Sloan sets a course for Absalom Station. <laughs> Sloan sets the course. Gus pulls up his comm unit, hits a couple buttons, and then all of a sudden, Catch and Sloan are added to the family chat log. Oh, along no. Along with Mareoff and Nuna. Oh, boy. We've been through too much, your family. 
And on that, we will fade to black. But then the screen will open up one more time in a small circle. And we see we see Rattlesnarp tinkering away on his project uh, that you all are familiar with. Time traveling pants. Yes, of course. He stops for a moment thinking about something and a grin comes to his face. We see his story again, but with a slight modification. It all plays normally up to the point where the hologram activates. The goblin cackles wildly as the holographic soldiers advance on the Kalo, hefting Doshkos. However, when they go to swing at him, their weapons pass right through him. Rattlesnarp's eyes go wide. It seems that the modifications to the hack he made were not enough to weaponize this chamber. Michaela's eyes widen as the holographic soldiers advance on him before he relaxes. Ha! Ah, seems this ship has a goblin infestation. Let's just go ahead and help out with that real quick. His hands go to a rifle he has on his back, and he aims down its sight at Rattlesnarp, who cowers in the corner of the room. The Kalo's finger squeezes on the trigger, but in that split second before, a flash of light appears in the center of the holographic horde of Skittermanders, and another small shape appears. He looks a lot like Rattlesnarp, but not God. and with an eye patch. He holds up a rather large pistol and ruthlessly shoots the Kalo. An enormous surge of electricity seems to run through the Kalo's body, and he collapses to the ground. Older Rattlesnarp steps out of the holographic mess in the middle of the room, and we see the most magnificent pair of pants ever to exist. They're covered in wiring, metal plating, and at least three enormous batteries that you can see. Older Rattlesnarp looks at our Rattlesnarp in the corner and says, Your holograms worked and knocked him out. Get him to the hoverlift. Get him out of here. But most importantly, don't tell anyone I was here. <laughs> and flashes out of existence as he presses the button on his pants. Rattlesnarp Sweet. crouches on the floor for a few moments longer before whooping to himself and jumping up and down. We fade out on the memory of that image, and present-day Rattlesnark sits at his workbench, smiling to himself as he turns back to work on his pants. And none of us must ever know. Yeah, we need oh, to get him man. some horicalcum. He needs some horicalcum uh, for those pants. The real, the real victory of the episode. Right? <laughs> Rattlestarp got time-traveling pants. Good job, Rattlestarp. No, no, no. He just knows he will. He's not there yet. Well. He's both not there and already has been there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Has been in the future. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. So, with that, that is truly the end of book three, Professional Courtesy. Woo! Woo! Level... Oh, I suppose you could have level seven. Yeah. Oh, I'm not an operative though. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you are a Solarian, and you get a uh, flashing strikes or something. More importantly, I think it is flashing strikes. Yeah. More importantly, I'm a mechanic. You are a mechanic. Level seven is a pretty good level in general for. I get, uh, I get to be a miracle worker now, guys. Oh, Ooh. you're already a miracle worker. In- in my books. Oh, you're so, so sweet. Uh, I get my so, uncanny agility. More importantly, you get to take ten on everything. I get to. So you will never fail a trick attack again. I get to simultaneously oh, activate two stuff. arrays. That's all I get. <laughs> all that and more coming in book four, the White Glove Affair. So, as always, a new Cosmic Crit episode should be dropping tonight. Uh, 
Jet, what's happening this Thursday on Rise of the Starboards? You get to explore finally. Six hours of you combat, mean, and now we can you mean explore. We're not <laughs> I'm not promising no fights, but you're not in the mega fight. Nine hours of fighting. <laughs> only on non-standard actions rise of the star lords nine I hours it, i think it was only day. like six six yeah. hours it was three episodes two three hours. episodes oh yeah i guess you're right our episodes are closer to two hours yeah but all right that sounds good we'll do some exploration we'll go into exploration mode no wait we're not playing pathfinder 2 uh so people to thank for this week uh, thank you, Leif, for running our audio through Group the Musical Discord bot. I'll jump in ahead of you and say credit to uh, SAVFK, Savk Music, for The Traveling Symphony by Savk, used in today's Agalian ritual. Uh, Leif, who else do we have to thank for music today? Um, just really quick before I mention this uh, slew of people, I just would like to apologize. I didn't realize that you were playing your own music when I went to do the goof. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> otherwise, uh, I would not have done that. I would have said very it for quiet. The end. I didn't hear it either until you were it like, "No, I'm doing quiet. the thing." It started very quietly. Okay, so, uh, but yes. Anyways, uh, today we are thinking uh, Ridamin and Relax Cafe music as always, but also higher ground music for that sweet, sweet, sexy music. White bat audio, uh, epic journey, and unwind station. A lot of great free music out there on YouTube. All of it, 100% awesome as always. Yeah, Leif, you're killing with the music. Very nice job. Yeah, Thanks. I, uh, you know, when I when I actually spend some time searching for stuff, you know, it turns out uh, I can find it. You find good stuff. Just gotta do it um, in advance. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the key. Uh, our fantastic character was done by Anicola. She is at Anicola on Twitter. Hit her up for some commission. Thank you to Paizo for the wonderful AP and specifically Joe Fassini for writing book three. Uh, it was a, a really great time. I think it was a nice departure from the typical uh, run jobs uh, that this AP has been so far. Uh, a nice little departure from that. And uh, I look forward to showing you what's coming in book four afterwards. Uh, thank you to Nick for our stream assets. Thank you to uh, Jet for running the stream. Uh, you also are doing a great job of running the stream. I wanted to remind you. Uh, thank so you. Thank you for taking care of that while situations change in the background. Uh, thank you to all of you for being here today, my players and my friends. And thank you, uh, you, dear audience, uh, because y'all are great. And I, as much as I avoid reading, I should avoid reading the Twitch chat while I'm running the game. Uh, I love hearing your banter or reading your banter. So, Sometimes more than others. Yes. Uh, so go ahead and join us in the Discord if you haven't already. It is below us on our Twitch page. Uh, come there, shoot the flame with us. I, I tell you every episode, I'm not going to say it again. Uh, come join us afterwards uh, for the next half hour. So we will hang out and chat with you or just ourselves because we, believe it or not, do like talking outside of the show as well. So uh, that is going to wrap it up for us today. Great episode, everybody. I'm going to say it on air. Great job today. And uh, you too, Tom. Hey, thanks, 100%. Simon. Yeah, it was real good. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, goodbye, everybody. everybody. Goodbye, everybody. And Jet, take us into the drift.